Last week on Glee Boot, we voted on our favorite Tina lines and our favorite and least favorite songs and episodes, and we had a grand old time. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Yeah, yeah. this week we'll be back to our more polished selves, fingers crossed. <laughs> um. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Glee Boot. Um, this week, as you could probably guess from the title, we're talking about the Glee Project season two, and we brought on our Glee Project expert, Julia. Yay, Glee Project. <laughs> cool boy. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm Cullen. And I'm Alyssa. No, yeah, no, I'm my Hannah. name, my name is Alyssa. But you're not Alyssa. I what? cannot say I'm Alyssa because it right. sounds like. I'm Melissa. Yeah, I know. I made a meme about it. I remember. Uh, I'm Hannah. Yep. And we're wow, on... I said we were going to be really polished. Here we go. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome we back to Glee Boat. earlier, too, than we normally yes. do. Yes. This is... Maybe we just haven't had enough of a soul-crushing day to be polished yet. Okay. <laughs> Hannah looks excited about something. I'm just, I'm just shaking out all the, all the shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee. And this is our megasode where we talk about Glee Project season two. Julia has been asking me to talk about it since we talked did our last episode. I have just had so many thoughts on the Glee Project since I watched it, which I guess at this point is like a year and a half ago. And I was so excited to talk about season one, but I'm even more excited to talk about season two because it's categorically much worse <laughs> than season one, in my opinion. <laughs> I thought it was easier to watch. I still think it's yeah. garbage TV, but it was definitely more digestible for me. I feel like the people in season two are way more talented. Yeah, they did better That's casting this season. Yeah. I guess with me, it's that season two becomes much more of like an, a talent competition, whereas season one was like a Ryan Murphy shitting on children competition. <laughs> and I kind of like watching Ryan Murphy shit on children more. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was disappointed with the outcome. I was very disappointed. Oh yeah, I've got thoughts. See, the thing is, because I've seen season four, I already knew who won because I recognized him. Didn't know maybe until a few weeks ago when we decided that we were for sure going to do Glee Project season two, that he was even the winner, this mysterious person. So yeah, <laughs> I met this Cullen from the gate. I was like, I'm already disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't met anyone else on the show. <laughs> it's just the least interesting choice again. Yeah. yeah. The least interesting choice last season. <laughs> so I just want to quickly say that I described this person to Colin as white bread. And then it turns out this person isn't completely white. He's very white passing, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very, very. <laughs> so, yeah. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? Yeah. What are we Can't drinking? Can't forget about the alcohol. Yes. Uh, I am drinking that melodramatic wine that I drank a couple weeks ago. Honestly, I don't remember when I drank it last. Uh, I thought the title of this, the name of this wine fit the essence of a lot of Glee Project season two. I even think the word melodramatic was used a few times. So 
I'm not only just drinking it, I'm drinking it out of a Stardew Valley mug because it's the greatest <laughs> possession that I own. Shout out to my to my friend and coworker Alicia, who may or may not listen to this podcast. I don't know, but she deserves kudos. I got it for Christmas like just this past year and I use it basically every day. Nice. You drinking anything, Julia? Pass wine from 7-Eleven because it's trash and so is the Glee Project season two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If anyone cares, which I kind of regret because I feel like rose already tastes bad. <laughs> Add in some yeah, aluminum there. <laughs> yeah, and a, a very metallic taste to rose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wine I don't think should be in a can. I agree. But it is. So here we go. <laughs> <sighs> um Colin and I are drinking screwdrivers. It is 1 p.m. here, so... Still brunch? Yeah, and it's good. They're, like, good. It's good, It's good, I made them, so... (laughs) Kind of vodka. Uh, Earth vodka? I got it for my birthday last year. Uh, So, Glee Project Season 2. We got some contestants, contenders... Um, we got, uh, Max Field. He's a country boy who just learned to sing. Well, like six months st- ago. <laughs> strangest thing to me. Okay. So was it that he learned to sing or he just like discovered that like he's good enough to perform? Cause honestly, yeah, I really made tell. it sound like he'd never like opened his mouth and <laughs> sang a song until six months before the show. And honestly, course, like, though, I'm pretty sure he's like a shower singer. You know what I mean? Like right. the same exact thing that happened to Finn happened to him. He was brought. He was uh, blackmailed to go on the Glee Project. <laughs> yeah, by, was- by someone. And of course, like he didn't stick around long enough for us to find out really what his backstory meant. So yeah, yeah. I'm taking it as he had not sung a single note in his life until six months, and then his voice came out like an angel. And the talent producer heard it was like go on the Glee Project. Yeah, (laughs) and they're like, there's no other popular show right now where you could go and sing for money. Yeah, there's absolutely no other option at all. (laughs) (laughs) There's not 17 other choices. Yeah, I'm convinced none of these people watch Glee sometimes because they'll be like, you're going to sing this song, which they sang on Glee, and they're like, I've never heard it. And I'm like, <laughs> did you watch season three? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have all the songs that have been sang on Glee, right? Like, that's the what? thing for, like, whatever their music rights or whatever. It's all songs that have been sang on Glee. Most yep. of the time, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe, I mean, they probably already have the music rights to season four, so right. maybe there's songs that haven't been sung yet at that time. Um, we have Taryn, uh, who we didn't get to know much. Um, Taryn with a T? Yes. Okay. And with a Y instead yeah. of an O or an A. T-A-R-Y-N, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was very shy. Very shy. She was. She reminded me a lot of like how I probably would have been on this show. (laughs) I respected her for being like, you know what? This isn't for me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that's good. 
Uh-huh. Just realize that about yourself. We have Danny, who I believe prefers they pronouns now. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. I, so I have seen a couple of videos on my YouTube, probably because it's list, my computer and my phone are listening to me. So they're recommending videos based on the fact that I watch Glee a lot. Um, one of the videos was like where the Glee Project kids are now. And oh, did I you watch that video? No, I have yet to watch it because I was like, I've had enough of this content for now. I watched it. There Danny are a couple is people I'm interested in. Yeah, I actually am curious of where all of them went, but well, I can tell. I've just done my research on the internet. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Danny is now they, but on the show she was a she i believe yeah. so yeah um we have tyler who was a trans man who now also prefers they pronouns okay and starred in the ariana grande positions music video because they are friends with ariana grande wait what? What? crazy wow i've seen that wow. video so many times how did i not connect the dots that's how did that when good for when them. did they become friends with ariana grande well they went when does anyone become friends they with were her? friends with miley cyrus first i think okay that's that before that the more glee questions <laughs> after the what glee project what how I did they miley cyrus first questions. but now i'm friends with ariana grande <laughs> <laughs> have mario um a blind African-American man uh, who had quite the attitude. He was, I can't even think of the word. He was a little socially awkward. Well, yeah, but also like arrogance. Yeah. I mean, he was like a very talented, very attractive guy who Mm -hmm. was like, what 18 19 so it's like and he knew it yeah he knew both of those things so like i believe he would grow out of it but on the show he definitely had a lot of arrogance to him yeah mm-hmm. reminded me kind of of alex newell who was like kind of arrogant but we were like mm-hmm. they're oh, gonna they're grow so out yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's like a and like i don't know i kind of I don't like to fault people who are between the ages of like 14 and 20 who are arrogant because I'm like, good for you because everyone I knew hated themselves. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> for, now, yeah. for not. <laughs> I, I liked him. I don't think it wasn't a surprise that they were like, we don't want to have to work with this guy yeah. every day on this show. Yeah. Then we have Hot Mess Express. Charlie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I Charlie. love that. Yeah. No, that's a great way to describe him. I can't wait to get into it. Charlie probably has won the award for causing me to pause most times. Because of oh. like, when things are uncomfortable, I just like pause and like look at my phone <laughs> like I can escape. <laughs> Except that it's waiting for you to hit play and you can't <laughs> escape. <laughs> you just got a lot of feelings. Um, I charged right through the show. I also did. I there was no pausing for me Mm-mm. except when I had to like get up and do something. I fast forwarded all the way through the like that slow sequence when Robert puts the list up and he's like, "Okay, guys, 
I love I'm like, that sequence. No, I, I fast forward. And then as soon as I find out who it is, all right, next episode. I don't care what they're keep holding on sounds like. I didn't watch any of those. I couldn't. I could but not how, do it again. How do you not feel all the feelings that keep holding on is supposed to make you feel? <laughs> the best I, Alva Levine song about a dragon out there. <laughs> Uh, that is still I watch so much reality TV and I watch so much dumb reality TV and the dumbest thing of all of the dumb reality TV I watch is the fact that in every single episode they say keep holding on when they leave I've never seen anything worse than that of course I had to suffer through another season of like extreme close-ups for the talking heads (laughs) it was just so I can't I just want to take a break and say that I love Robert, the casting director, and Zach Woodley. I just love their energy. Yes. And like the way Zach Woodley like holds his hands. Like, like, yeah. How is it like like this? I had some issues with Nikki this season, but I used to like her. I had a couple moments where I was like, oh. But I I loved Zach even more. Yeah. I, I loved him. Yeah. I'm also just like how busy Zach must be to be like oh, yeah. actually and this at the same time. Like he's always smiling and he always gets all teary-eyed when they do last chance performances. I know. And yeah. also like they just did such a good job this season, I felt, of like helping to adapt the choreography and like work with Mario and Allie. And I thought that he did a really good job yeah. of like yeah. never leaving mm-hmm. them out or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of on that note, I found it very interesting those couple small segments with Zach and the assistant choreographer, like having Mario show them, like, this is how I learned the choreography. It was a really like interesting moment uh, of like solidarity and respect. And also just like he's going to become a better choreographer for knowing this too. So it was just really interesting, really cool. Mm-hmm. Then we have our sweetheart Nelly. So shy, Nelly, but so sexy when she actually does it. <laughs> I yeah. know, but I, I know that like, she she is just like a flower who's not ready to blossom yet. Yes, exactly. And I felt weird about them pushing that on her as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was very strange. And I know that like what acting is and like what Hollywood is, but on a show that's like supposed to be like, we're trying to create a character for you that like fits you to then be like, do this thing that makes you really uncomfortable all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not great the way they treated her. I did, there were a couple of, I got both frustrated with them and with her reactions yeah. towards the end. Um, yeah. But she was one of my favorite contestants. She was someone among a couple others that they hung on to for so long. Mm-hmm. Like they would hold on to people, even though like they were, and they were letting go other people who were more consistent for longer periods of time. That was fascinating to me. It was real weird. The way this yeah. entire show is set up just is like not great. <laughs> Contestant, why? Like, yeah. just like the way that they eliminate people is not awesome. I also felt like I got to know the contestants a lot less this season than I did last season. Like, I just didn't know anything about so many of them. And last season, I felt like I got to know them really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like they were more mature this season. 
last season was a bit of a hot mess. The show didn't try to to make a villain. Yes, we, true. When we had probably two-ish villains last season, and the show succeeded at making me not like them. But this season, they were much more like, some of these people have flaws, and they would address them, but they weren't like trying to make these people out to be like horrible people because of those flaws. Gosh, wants to say I'm pissed. I tried out for the glue project and oh. they rejected me. I tried when you were 14. <laughs> I was a wee 14 year old. I'm still bitter. So I'm glad you guys are finally <laughs> taking me down a notch. <laughs> 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 need to put that on the podcast by the way. content. Yeah. Yes. They did not have a villain this season. And that was nice. They would have had they cast him. Um <laughs> <laughs> for the youngest cast member, 14 years old. This kid <laughs> is <so> in. <laughs> um no, yeah, I did like there were some of the editing stuff I liked this season and some I really didn't. I think also like they didn't want to repeat some of the same themes as last season, but some of the themes they used last season were like how you got to know the people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially like the sign one. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't make them. I'm glad like, they didn't make them. them also yeah. being gay or having an eating disorder. Yeah. <laughs> that one person who like didn't have a, have a vulnerability and Cameron. like kind of. Cameron, <laughs> this is, okay, I'll get into this rant more later, but. Cameron, who was too normal and well-adjusted, so then they pick person who won, who seems very normal and well-adjusted. Yep, yep. And like, as we learned later, wasn't. But that's like a post-Glee Project thing, but as they portrayed him on the show is. Interesting. I don't know anything about him, so I can't wait to learn. Oh, okay. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah, he's got some shit. Um, Then we have Abraham, uh, who... Got a who dyed his hair at one point during the show, and everyone made a big deal out of it. Yep, that was so weird. Bright red. Yeah, it started bright red, red. and he dyed it black, and then they were like, "Ooh, he's hot now." And I was like, "Well, he's been hot this whole time." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What was it like? Now he exudes masculinity, and I was like, "Well, I don't think so. I don't really think that happened." Doesn't need to. Because (laughs) yeah, fantastic. He was. I liked him a lot. I feel like he was one of the ones who just like in editing, they just like, they never showed us him. Like we didn't really get to see like, and he seemed like someone who probably was like really talented and fun. And Mm -hmm. we just didn't get to see it. The few moments they have with him though, I think are really interestingly complex, which brings me to a moment about Nikki that I don't love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just to give you a little bit more of a visual listeners, uh, Abraham is, he's Asian American. He has like all time low hair. Like, yes. very, like that's a really good way to put it. 2000s boy band hair. It was very in at the time. And now you're he like, really he, loves wearing platform shoes. He dresses kind of punk. And then he looks like he's in a punk band. Like, yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a way that was very in fashion, like what, 2011, 2012, when this came out. Um, yeah. And he had like a red streak in the front of his hair for a while, and then halfway through, it was like, I'm gonna dye it black. Yes. So I like Abraham. Um, yeah. Then we have Shanna, 
who she has the sweetest face <laughs> i know they <laughs> like, called her very disney once to say she was very bubblegum and i'm like but she does have like a disney princess face. she literally, she literally looks, looks like princess. she looks she like looks, the 1950s cartoon cinderella <laughs> yeah but she looks like uh the girl in princess and the frog Charlotte? Yes. Oh, yes. She yes. looks like Charlotte. I guess I thought you meant Tiana. I was like, wait, what? I forgot. <laughs> no, 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 Yeah, no, you're right. The she does. She looks exactly just like her. Yeah. <laughs> and like, she, she was so bubbly and she had this Southern accent. And I, she was one of my like standard faves. But I think she's also one that because she was so good consistently, the camera didn't really get enough of her. They didn't really want to dive into yeah, her. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel a connection to her because we just didn't get yeah. to see enough of her. Yeah. But she has like a interesting past that she talked about a few times that we just didn't really delve into. About. And in the first season, I'm like, well, we definitely would have harped on that kind of oh, like yeah. probably too much, but yeah. Mm-hmm, find mm-hmm. the middle ground. Yeah, because she people used to call her a crack baby, and yeah, her yeah. mom was um, into drugs. Into drugs, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Shanna is now an out and proud lesbian country star. Oh, whoa. whoa! Hold the phone. I'm just stunned. I'm proud. I'm happy for her. Yeah, I her a lot. I wish that we had gotten more of her. I think her being so good the show treated her as just something in the background. But like yeah. her voice was amazing. She had the best voice oh. of the season, in my opinion. I, I like agree. Her and like Lily and Allie were like just below her, in my opinion, but I just thought like her voice was so cool. Yeah, I agree. Then we have Lily May, who uh, had trouble taking direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed her I, I, I had complicated feelings about lily may because half the time i was like yeah go lily may and then the other half of the time i was like shut up and sit down yeah i i think though that like of course she was what 20 21 or something like that she, like she was sort of in the middle ground of people's ages i think and I think that it's one of those cases where, like, she was relatively confident and, you know, I think it was something of the not being able to take a lot of criticism was hopefully something she would grow out of. That's yeah. kind of what I was hoping for. I um, also felt like at times she played it up for screen time in a way that I admired. I was like, get your screen time, girl. She probably had the most of the whole season. Um, yeah. She, yeah, so I many she talking did. heads with her. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Do it. Like the whole time I was like, I feel like this is fake. And I feel like you're playing this up to get on TV and I respect it in full. (laughs) (laughs) I like her a lot. She's a bigger girl. And I think a couple times she said her weight on like on screen Mm -hmm. and she owned it, which I appreciated. I really respected. Um, Yeah. And I just liked that, like, I don't know. There were times when it kind of seemed like some of the people were there were like trying to get her to play like a less confident version of the bigger girl and she just like shut it down and like you could tell that like that's what ryan would have wanted and she just like wasn't having it and i respected that a lot 
Then we have sweet baby boy math fetishist, Michael. Oh my math god. Fetishist. Oh my god. Can I just say to Michael? I love really, Michael. When we got to the top four or five and he was still there, I was like, who? I, I love Michael. Listen, I like Michael. I thought he was sweet, but he was someone I don't think deserved to get that far. Because what are they looking for? They're looking for an actor. They're looking for a singer. They're looking for someone who can sing in the studio. He can't really do any of those things until all of a sudden he can. And I think he got lucky. I think he grew a lot. He was like 18. Yeah, he did grow a lot. He's adorable. Can I just say he's so freaking cute. And especially when he wears glasses. And I mean, he's cute. I do think he's cute, <laughs> but there just like um, wasn't anything to him. He didn't have any standout talent. He loves math. I think that's cute. He thinks math is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picture him being like, oh, yes, numbers. What's that like, song from Crazy Ex Girlfriend that's like Love Triangles? Math love Triangles. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I did not think he was going to win, but he definitely has that underdog sort of value. He at least had something to him in that he seemed kind of depressed and anxious. <laughs> Whereas, like, I identify like, with that. Can we say yes. one? Is that allowed? Yeah. We're getting there. He had nothing to him. Like, yeah. like a cardboard cutout of a man. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. There is a moment which we'll probably end up talking about when Shanna went home. She literally told Ryan, I think Michael should be here in place of me. And I was like, I agree. Like, at least Shanna was consistent showing that she could be a really good professional. And Michael, it just seemed like he kept not meeting standards, but they kept him along. Yeah, he kept being really close to going out, but not. It Mm -hmm. makes me feel like there was something going on in the background of the show that Ryan was like, no, 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 I I think he's going to be able to do it. So it was something that maybe we weren't seeing. It was kind of a similar arc to like what Damien had in the first season. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He came up. Mm -hmm. I think think there was something kind of behind the scenes happening. I definitely felt like Michael had Damien energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because he was the nice guy that you could like and root for. Big Damien energy. Damien had a voice and Michael doesn't. Yeah, I did feel like also just so dissatisfied with the ending. I was kind of, and especially with I know what I know about Blake now, I'm like, they're going to go for a basic white boy. Why couldn't they have gone for Michael? Okay. Yeah, I don't know I if you want the white boy shouldn't be allowed on the show rant now or later, but I have one prepared about how white men shouldn't be allowed on the Glee project. Whenever we want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've introed it. Might as well go. Yeah. Okay. The Glee project is supposed to be a talent competition to find talent who they couldn't find otherwise. If they wanted to cast a mini Finn, which is what Blake's character ended up becoming, they could have held auditions and had hundreds of thousands of people come out and audition. Blake could have auditioned. He was a working actor in LA. He would have come out, they could have cast him anyway. There's no point to have 
straight white boys on a show that's supposed to find unique talent that they couldn't find elsewhere. Honestly, there's an argument that like straight, thin white women shouldn't be allowed either. But like to have that and then to have two straight white male winners last season and then a straight white male winner this season is just like spitting in the face of everything they claim this show is. Yeah. Reflective of the problems with Glee as a whole because Glee as a whole argues that it's this like super representative show but then sidelines its minority characters and puts them in storylines that are super stereotypical and like basic. And it's just frustrating to like see it happen on this show that like keeps on talking about how they represent all these people and have them come in with like this really diverse group of contenders and then just like shove them all to the side for this guy who they say has star power, which I don't see at all. Yeah, like that that was the thing. It's like, I knew he was going to win and that's what I kept looking for. I was like, okay, well, what is it about them that they love so much? And yeah, I mean, he comes down to being right next to two people who I, who I think, what how Ryan always says it, are the show. Like yeah. there are two people who could have added those conversations that he wants to have with his show their representations that are very talented people very exceptionally Mm -hmm. talented i also think they're better performers than he is they're also better singers than he is like definitely better singers i don't know why no one talked about how blake couldn't really sing yeah and i would agree that ali's least as good if not better of an actor than he is so like that's what that's what baffled me Let's actually introduce the rest of them because we have not gotten there yet. So yeah, sorry. That's been pissing me off for years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we have uh, Eileen. She is a Turkish Muslim girl, uh, which the show will not let you forget. And which makes us wonder how Glee would handle a Muslim storyline. I want to say probably no, very poorly. how they treated her in the music videos. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think like if the show was more responsible in general with handling various storylines that have to do with diverse representation and really touchy subjects, if we knew the show to be more responsible, I think she would have been fantastic. But I still was like, there's something more to her than there is to Blake. And I'm like... I love her. I think she was super fun. She was such an interesting person. Yeah. I just don't think Ryan wanted to let her be on the show and the character that she should be playing, which was like a fun, bubbly character. He was Mm -hmm. like, you need to be subjugated. And she wasn't going to do that because it's not who she was. And that's why... But like, I loved her. I think she's so much fun. I agree. She had such a fun voice. I think all of her performances were so fun. I liked watching her. She was consistently my favorite, like one of my favorites. What's interesting with Eileen is they kept being like, oh, what would your mother think of this dress? Or what would your mother think of you kissing a girl? And she would always be like, my mom would actually kind of be okay with it. My relatives in Turkey, not Not really. But she's like, my mom would just be like, oh, it's acting. Or, oh, she's seen me in worse, sir. Yeah, and I mean, like, We'll talk about this later, but some of the stuff they did to her in the later music videos, I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we have Tony Award winner, Allie. What? Tony Award winner for the Oklahoma Revival, first person in a wheelchair to perform on Broadway for Spring Awakening in 2015. Incredibly talented. First person in a wheelchair to win a Tony. First person in a wheelchair to win a Tony, yeah. 
so lovely. Wait, wait, which Spring Awakening? Is that the one where they did That's the sign language? Spring Awakening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She was in that. She was, that was in 2015. And then she was in the Oklahoma Revival. She plays Ado Annie, which is like one of the supporting characters. And she won the Tony in 2019. Very talented, lovely person. I was a big fan of her. I mean, and like, I think like Diana Agron hit the nail on the head when she was like, Allie can represent something for this show that Kevin can't. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I could just see Ryan just be like, Diana. Where she gets up and starts walking. I don't want it. Like, I hate yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, that moment made me think like, uh-oh, Diana's going to get a really shitty line this week. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, when I actually wrote that down, I was like, that should have been Ryan's sign. Like, you know what? This should be the person I pick if I actually want the show to live up to what I say it is. And what also the people on the writing team annoyed the shit out of me because they're very similar to Ryan and being like, well, this is what the show does. It's so inspirational. I'm like, to a point, yeah. But then when you have people who could actually like you could create interesting characters that actually do what you want the show to do you're either going to pervert that or you're not going to take the chance anyway so it's like and i I would say like if i was in that writing room i would be so frustrated i probably would quit i don't don't know there's not (laughs) i don't know if you saw but like the writers who were sitting there were primarily white yeah yeah one of them he actually played the Scarlet Fever pointing to his ear guy in season one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Michael Edwards was... is like a pretty, I mean, not well-known actor, but like he's a working <laughs> actor and he also writes. Um, yeah. And Riverdale creator, Roberto Aguirre's cast was there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, speaking of shows with representation yeah. issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Allie was incredible. She would have been my pick to win out of the final three. I agree. Um but I would have been happy with her or Eileen or Lily or anyone who wasn't Blake. So should we want to introduce Blake? (laughs) We have Blake Jenner. Uh, No relation to the Kardashian Jenners. No, he's part Cuban. He's the whitest half Cuban ever, according to his shitty poem. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I cannot wait to talk about that. But yeah, so... He's very white passing. And then extremely very white passing. I mean, should we get into the Yeah. Okay. Blake Jenner wins, goes on Glee, meets Melissa Benoist, another actress on Glee. They get oh, married. Who does she play? You'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> she plays Supergirl later on in life. Oh, yes. okay, um, okay. But okay. at this time they're on Glee. They get married. Um, they divorce. And a few years later, Melissa Benoist comes out saying that she's a victim of domestic abuse and detailing some extended violent physical emotional verbal abuse she doesn't name the person but like nine months later blake comes out with his own statement that confirms that it was him because he's talking about the same incidents um and so yeah i mean he's a person who abused his wife and that is not he's a piece of shit um (laughs) <laughs> and obviously they didn't know he was going to go on to do that on this show although like all of the people with Glee who have ended up in bad ways there's a lot of like weird foreshadowing that you don't really like 
Um, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So just to get that out up front, I didn't like him before, but would don't stand I... for him now. I did hear about that. I did know about that, but I guess I just didn't connect these as the same people. Interesting. Then, yeah, she didn't name him exactly, but then since he released his own statement detailing the same incidents, I think it's fair to say that he owned up to it and we can say that it was him. Yeah. Well, I thought he said that she was abusive as well in his statement. And she admitted that too. She said that like she got violent in return. She said that in her statement that like mm-hmm. she learned that violence begets violence and that she became someone she didn't like, but that he perpetrated a lot upon her. And he seems to admit that as well. Yeah, and she's still working and I haven't seen him in anything. Yeah, he's not been working really since that statement came out. Um Although, I mean, he is still supposed to be in the, like, Merrily We Roll Along movie that they're filming over 20 years. So maybe in 20 years, he'll have another movie come out. Um, To me, is, like, another just, like, frustrating thing of, like, they picked this basic white boy, almost white boy, whatever, and then he also turned out to be a piece of shit. It's, like, it's even worse because that's Lee's specialty. Yeah, it just just casts a shadow over the whole season, too. Mm -hmm. Like, when I was watching it. Because it made me wonder, like, would I like Blake if I didn't know this about him? And I still don't think I would. And, like, we can get into that, but they're talking a lot about, like, the star power that they think Blake has, and they talk about it constantly, and I never see it. Yeah. I can see it, but it doesn't... It's like, hmm, how do I put this? He feels like a really grown-up, Disney star, <laughs> like from the Disney channel. Interesting. Yeah. I did also, one thing that's curious to me about Blake, I did read somewhere that he was recruited through the industry. So like he said, like I was out in LA, I was already auditioning and stuff. So he was someone who was like bound, who was already in LA as like a working actor. And I don't necessarily like that because I yeah. do like, and so like, I feel like that kind of like gave him an edge because he was like, a person who was working and so I wonder if like from the beginning it was like predestined that Blake was probably gonna win mm, I can I see that. that yeah um it's it's pretty unfair actually when you think about it yeah I think also like like I said before like I think he was one of the stronger actors and I think it's just because he had more practice than other people mm-hmm. like from what it sounded like everyone else's experience so and again, I just like my thing with people, I mean, like heavily like Blake because he's very conventionally attractive, thin, like there was no barrier to entry to him to get into the entertainment industry. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if he wanted to get into the entertainment industry, which he did, like it would have been pretty easy for him. And that's mm-hmm. the frustrating thing when you compare him to someone like Ali or someone like Eileen or someone like Lily or someone like Abraham, who's like, there's such a limited subsect of roles that they're allowed to take. And that's yeah. kind of the benefit of something like the Glee Project is that you get a role created for you. And we don't need to be creating roles for a guy who could audition for any male role. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, that's like, there's a thousand roles and he's just waiting for someone to choose him for one of those thousand roles. Something mm-hmm. for like Eileen or Lily or Allie or Abraham. There's like five there's, roles. There's, yeah, five roles. And they have to be good enough that all the other people who look and are similar to them 
to get and that. And also the like five roles are like, do you want one line in the background of a scene? Do you want to be like, a stereotype? Exactly. Like Blake could get a leading man role. That was like, that's who he is. And it's frustrating that we then go through this whole competition to be like, here's a guy who was going to make it anyway. So episode one, individuality. They sing Born This Way. Let's talk about the, how the homework assignments in season two are actually substantially better than the ones in season one. They actually got good guests this time. Leah Michelle <laughs> yeah. is there. It's not Darren Chris three times. Right, yeah. I don't, um, like, I love Darren Chris, but we don't need to <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, they got dope guests this season. All season. Yeah, I, I feel like because the first season was such a gamble, they're like, we don't want to waste any key cast members' time. Well, also, I feel like in the first season, the cast members' reps were like, hell no are y'all doing like <laughs> back then reality tv was a lot more stigmatized so i was reading about like the legally blonde show that they did to replace Elle woods laura bell bundy and an oral history was like my reps were like you can't go on that because reality tv is trash so that's why laura bell bundy's on it for like 10 seconds and so i feel like the first season aired and all the reps were like no and then in the second season they were like okay interesting ah. um, but yeah, I mean, Leah Michelle looked like she hated being there and she thought they were oh. all disgusting. But Leah Michelle looked high. <laughs> you. I was like, is she really, really is she high? Okay? Yeah. She was talking really slow. And like I was like, her, she, her blinks were slow. She was blinking. I, I wasn't imagining I was really worried for her, to be honest. Like, I'm not trying to make fun of her. Like, I literally was like, she had to pop a couple Xanaxes to listen to these kids sing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What's interesting, though, I think, and this actually starts in probably episode one or two, but last season, Ryan would constantly be like, oh, if this person has an attitude, do we really want to work with them? And I kept saying in our episode, I'm like, but think about the diva that you have running amok <laughs> on your set. And like when Leah came in and I was like, I would not want to have a one-on-one -on -one with her. Like I would be terrified. Like knowing what I know now, obviously. Yeah. But I noticed that Ryan Murphy had to be there with her. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you she was like, I'm not going to be there unless Ryan is there. And Ryan's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> the Born This Way performance, like the early homework performances are all like really cringy though. So I get it. Yeah. I they I thought they were great. They were compared, better than compared last to first season. season. Oh yeah, they, they were, were that, way better. <laughs> there were a couple that I thought were awful. I think I loaded them, but yeah. Yeah, so they sing "Born This Way." Uh, Shanna wins the homework assignment, and their music video is "Here I Go Again," um, and it's like a Glee Club has an imaginary rock concert. Um, and Maxfield is eliminated. <laughs> so some of my notes here, I have written, Leah is faking, oh my god, she fucking hates being there. She did not watch the show or is a fan. Oh, when she <laughs> said that, I was like... She was like, 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 never spoken to Damien or What's-His-Face on set. One. Yeah, there's <laughs> no um, I also have... Yay, Zach. I love that bitch. <laughs> and later on, I have, I think Zach is my favorite contender. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Woodley for a role on Glee. I want him to be on Glee. Um, Figgins, 
Principal Figgins made an appearance in uh, this uh, music video very briefly. I don't know if you guys caught that. I did. He makes yeah. a more significant appearance later. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to play class freaking out over him. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> I need more wine before I can talk about the one that involves detention. I need more wine before we talk about that. That's, yeah. I think one of the biggest things for me in this episode was Fanna being in the studio and hitting that fantastic high note literally on like her first take. And I was like, oh shit, she's on another level. She just has a great voice. I thought the first episode this season was just very like quick. Like somehow it felt like they had more contenders than they had last season, but I think they had the same amount. But no, like, they had 14 instead of 12. Okay. Yeah. I, okay, that makes sense. I, I remember like, them noting that. I just was like, I know nothing about this Maxfield character. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. final three were Max, Tyler, and Eileen. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down Ryan's note to Tyler. It was... I'm moved by your story, but I don't know if I'm moved by your talent. And I went, Jesus Christ, Ryan. Ryan was <laughs> mean to Tyler. And yeah. Tyler was yeah. not the best singer, like, objectively. No, no, no. 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 Yeah. But Ryan was mean to him. Mr. M- Murphy. Murphy. Yes. Mr. <laughs> Murphy seems like he needs to find a job that he actually wants to do oh my god i'm so glad you said that i have always thought that he hates every single show he has ever done (laughs) like i just feel like because at first it'll start as like a really interesting idea i said this about american horror story and i think at a point he gets so bored with it and he just hates it and he just lets it turn i think he wants to make movies oh interesting like he makes like all ryan murphy pilots are great like the glee pilot is like pretty great for a pilot i think (laughs) i don't know like in my opinion like for what the show is like for it being glee i think the glee pilot does like a pretty good job and like the american horror story pilot great and like the nick tuck pilot's great like it's just like he makes good pilots and then they just go so downhill from there yeah i feel like he'd be better off just making movies where it can just be good for an hour and a half anywho my point is i feel like ryan murphy should make movies and then he won't get bored with them uh in the way that he seems to with his shows anyway i like tyler tyler not saying very well but such is life some people on glee the show cannot sing very well some of them can't dance and you know what i think he could have played a really interesting character i agree but yeah. Anywho, Maxfield, I did not miss him. I didn't know who he was. I didn't like his haircut. I didn't, I didn't like anything that he sang. Yeah. Next. So dance ability. Oh boy. Okay. Episode two. Episode two. I love how Zach admitted so many times over the course of the season that this cast just couldn't dance in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was so fun to me. He was just like, especially like when you get to the finale episode, he was like, y'all are hopeless. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Also, danceability, putting it the second episode is a little bit mean because people have not yet figured out how to dance if they're they're not a dancer. Um, So 
that's it's just like come on come on now i i'm terrible and it doesn't seem like there were many people who were any sort of professional dance trained i think last season there were more people who had more experience yeah last Mm -hmm. season at least some people had like musical theater dance training and it seemed like Mm -hmm. kind of the only person who had like any dance training this season was like lily had some musical theater it seemed Mm -hmm. from like the fact that she kind of took the lead in choreographing a lot of the homework assignments but like yeah she did there wasn't a lot of like this person can dance yeah no no there was not that at all (laughs) Yeah, um, so their homework assignment is we got the beat. Mario and Allie have a bit of a argument over a line and that's when we start to get Mario's attitude. Yeah, that was yeah. strange. That was a bit strange. That was new this season, right? That they chose their own lines? Yeah. Yeah, I think- Oh, I didn't realize that. They assigned them yeah. like, ahead of time. And then this time they were like, no, you guys are going to work together, quote unquote. I mean, they did that to stir up drama and it did a little bit stir up drama, but I also never cared about any of the line drama. Oh my God, cat in a box. Um, (laughs) Like no drama over who got what line did I care about because it's one single line. I don't give a crap who sings what. Yeah, uh, Taryn is homesick and decides to go home. Still respect it. Yeah, um, she was getting really kind of, this is how I feel like I would be on reality TV, where I'm too much of a normal person and I just get pissed off at everyone for being so overly dramatic. She was right though. She was yeah, really she was. like, you guys arguing over lines is just driving me insane. I was like, Karen, I'm with you. Yes. And I actually felt bad like when she called her mom like crying and I was like, oh God, like I feel really bad for her. She's surrounded mm-hmm. by all these crazy people and she's like I just want to go home and she did and that was fine it was a little strange for me having watched a lot of reality tv where like you watch like the bachelor and when someone's having a moment like that like the camera would have been immediately close to her face when she was like going home and it would have like followed her into the limo and I was kind of happy that they just like let her go because yeah. like, that's just like a normal girl who realized this isn't for her like that's not what the show is about it's good that they were just like with a scream they were just like Taryn decided she couldn't want to be here and left and I was like cool yeah it was kind of sad that like a couple of the contestants were like I didn't even get to say goodbye I was like oh that kind of sucks but I get it you also like her like it would have been cool if she stayed and we got to see more of her but like if it wasn't for her it wasn't for her so yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, they go to the choir room the guest is Samuel Larson Yay. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I think I literally wrote, oh my God, Julia's going to lose her mind. <laughs> I just, I don't like him. I don't think he did shit on Glee. I don't think he got he- a boner. Good for him. I only had what, four episodes? He had, he had the seven. Yeah. He had, oh, I think he had like 12. <sighs> so yeah. the same as Damien? I think Damien had more. Well, yeah. Yeah, Damien's storyline was shit. And at least Samuel had like an actual storyline. I'm not saying that it was a good storyline. But as a nice Jewish girl, I didn't care about Samuel's Christian club or whatever. <laughs> Damien, I thought was cute on Glee. I don't think they did as much with him as they could have. 
No, they definitely did not. Yeah. But at all. I thought that Samuel was like a lot more of like, like, I don't even know if Samuel has like a memorable song that I can think of from when he was on Glee. And at least with Danny and I remember the, I remember like a couple of his songs, like, especially like the ballad song that he sang when he entered, like whatever that yeah, one was. Yeah, Damien has. Maybe being green one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has a couple songs that stand out. Does Samuel even have a solo? I feel like he only does duets. I think I you're know. right. I think he's only done group numbers and duets. Yeah. I'm not a fan of him. Still not a fan of him. I forgot he was even a guest mentor this episode. In my brain, I was like, there wasn't a guest mentor in the danceability episode. But there was. In my brain, it was still Harry Shum Jr. As it should have been. We brought him back. Um, and he, when he leaves, says, skadoosh. I was Plagiarizer! I literally was like, but I bet the producers were like, oh my God, remember that was like your thing last season. You have to say it. And he was like, I don't think I want it. Like, I bet you that's how it went down. I and don't I think feel like after his season, it. he was like, I'm not going to talk to anyone who didn't win because I'm better than all of them. That's just the vibe I get from him. I just, when that happened, I was like, Hannah's going to lose her mind. I did. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I literally was like, how dare he say skadoosh? He stole that from Hannah. Well, you know, all of these people have watched the first season. So they all know that he stole that line. Anywho, what else happened this episode? We get some sparks between Charlie and Eileen starting uh, those show TV's most uncomfortable relationship. Wow. He was so into her. And she, and she was like him, but like he was so into her. Was, yeah, that, it seemed like disproportionate. Um, I was like, this is the love of my life. And, and she, she was, was like, like you're cute. Yeah. yeah. I think like she, she kept, I think she like did like him, but she was like this is a competition i do want to win and charlie yeah. was like what competition i'm in love with you we could charlie pick. like the minute that relationship started was very checked out of the competition like even oh, yeah. when, like he was in trouble he was always like i want to stay so i can spend more time with eileen yep um so this was the party rock number yeah the house party number Where there was a, a there was spin the bottle there was a lot of kissing uh, one of my favorite lines from Abraham while they were like watching the kissing stuff happen. Uh, <laughs> he was like, are you sucking his soul out while Eileen was kissing? <laughs> uh, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. And then Charlie was salty. So then she kissed Charlie. Yeah. Oh my God. She seems like is she, she strikes me as I don't know. I find her so interesting because she's incredibly flirty, but then at some at one point, like you realize she hasn't even had a boyfriend ever before. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow. So you're actually super innocent. You're adorable. I think she was just super like, I don't know. I think of her as like a grown-up powerpuff girl, kind of, where like <laughs> she likes to have a lot of fun. She's very bubbly and she's not necessarily very like. I mean, I'm not saying she's not a serious person. Like, she's obviously had serious stuff happen in her life, but she's not necessarily, like, treating stuff with the same weight that other teenagers put on stuff in a way that I really liked because a lot of them are so 
melodramatic, to use Hannah's wine word, but she was very not melodramatic. And I think that's what Ryan wanted from her always was her to be more melodramatic. And she was just like chill and enjoying herself. And like, that's dope. She seems like a super well-adjusted person. I'm not. I I mean, he wanted her to be repressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't. And that's fair. Like she seemed like a person who's really enjoying herself and was really happy. And he was like, why are you, it's the same thing that he like, that he literally said to Cameron in season one was like, why are you so well adjusted? Because I'm a healthy person. Why are you such like, why? Why is a good comeback for that? Why are you? It was like, she came from a background that Ryan decided should make her not well-adjusted and then she was well-adjusted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to like upset him in some way and offend him. It upset his, his white male gaze. Yes. Um, so yeah, the party rock anthem cover was trash. Okay. So really quick though, is it just me or did they slow down every single number? Like the tempo was just a couple paces too slow. Yeah, I noticed that especially with tonight tonight. Yeah, yeah it even my roommate like she wasn't even watching and she was like overheard and she's like, did they change the tempo? It's like <laughs> every song has been just like a couple paces too slow, and I'm like, why? I felt that as like they did so many pop numbers this season, and all of them were like that. I guess last season they did a lot of pop numbers too, but maybe we had like a little more variety, but like. Party Rock Anthem is not a show, a song that's meant for... It, I felt like I was listening to it in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> it was very weird. And then the the music video... Was a mess. It, <laughs> it was actually hilarious. Was Zach being like, that was awful. <laughs> like, they fucked up the number so bad, apparently. It was, it was cringy to watch, but also, like... I don't know. Everybody wants to see a time yeah. count on these music videos that's like, it has now been 17 hours since we started filming and they still yeah. can't get the dance that they learned yesterday. Well, they like, just threw it out. They were like, yeah, you guys suck so bad. We're just going to throw out the choreography and do, do your own thing. But he also said, he was like, okay, you guys are going to have the choreograph stuff and then you're going to have your like breakout, do whatever. And he's like, specifically, don't do these like weird wedding dance moves. And then this is where some interesting Lily stuff happens. Oh, yeah. Where she admits in rehearsal that she is going to do the stuff that he told her not to do. And he seemed to be okay with it in rehearsal. When it got to set and he was like, don't do these things, change it up. And she still did it. I felt in that, like, on set, it didn't seem like anyone addressed that note to her specifically. I agree. I was like, I get it, but I understand where Lily's coming from, where she's like, but no one was telling me specifically. And she's like, in and it's so easy to fine. tell her specifically. Like, it was an individual breakout, and if you don't like what she's doing, tell her not to do it. And he just said, everyone, change it up. And, like, I see both sides, but I definitely think that, like, yes her attitude came off but like she was she was right like they should have been like no no no. we told you not to do those things do something different so that was kind of disappointing but that's kind of where 
sort of lily feedback stuff kind of starts. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's also like part an example of her playing it up for television and part an example of the show playing it up for television. Because yeah. that would have been such an easy note for Eric to just give her directly. And I think she would have responded fine. Yeah. But the show was trying to make a storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Danny, Tyler, and Lily are in the bottom three. Um, Lily sings Man, I Feel Like a Woman, and it's a pretty good uh, cover. Uh, but Danny's does Landslide. Um, but they are let. Yeah, it's Danny who is eliminated, yeah. Can we talk about Danny for a second and something that's not shown on the show at all? Sure. Which is Danny and Allie became very, very, very close friends while they were on the show and wound up dating for years after the show. Oh. I kind of saw that in the very, when they bring everyone back in the last episode where they were like hugging and I was like, oh, I... Guess and Allie was a lot closer than I thought. Just talking about like how close she was with Danny, and like when Allie came on the show, she like thought she was straight, and so this was kind of like her introduction. And now she's openly bisexual, um, and so they kind of like started like having a relationship a bit on the show, and the show doesn't show you that at all, which I just thought was interesting. I wasn't sure. It's not really clear if like that's something that the show like asked them if they wanted to be shown or right. if they didn't show it, but. I just thought that was really cute. I think they seemed like they were a very cute couple. They like dated for a few years and seemed to still be friends. Um, Interesting. And what you don't get at all in the show. Yeah. Danny was very cool. I liked her. I was sad when Danny left. Yeah. I think the criticism of her performance was valid. She didn't really seem super engaged. And I think the idea that they were saying of like, well, maybe she can't adapt to like high energy situations because she just naturally is sort of more this chill person. Yeah. I think was mm-hmm. kind of valid. I think yeah. Danny was an example of someone who wanted to be a singer performer and wasn't yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. meant to be an actor. Was this the person where they were like, yeah, she seems like she you would find her in like a coffee bar or something? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I definitely got that vibe from her also. Yeah, I think I think they even said like, yeah, I typically perform in like coffee houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like I think while they may have been represented on the show in some form, like they identified with the show, I do kind of agree that like I don't think they were quote unquote the show. Yeah, um, and I don't think they were necessarily like meant to be an actor. Yeah, and not everyone mm-hmm. is. Um, but I did like I liked their voice. I liked their personality like they were very fun and it's very nice on a show that can be a bit dramatic to have someone who's just like fun (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. I hated the way that the the intro of season of episode two described them which was a Justin Bieber lookalike oh who's a girl yeah that was weird (laughs) yeah all right vulnerability so this is about vulnerability. Um, what? So they- it is? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so the homework assignment is My Life Would Suck Without You. Weird choice. Yeah. Which Charlie points out. It's a it's a vulnerable song, but he's he's totally right. How vulnerable can you get when you have like a sick bass line? <laughs> I agree. Kelly Clarkson is a very vulnerable singer, though. 
I think. True. That's, That's one true. of her less vulnerable songs, but she does do a really good job of getting that into pop, which I feel like is what they're trying to do because in Glee, you have to be like, I'm Rachel Berry and I'm singing Telephone, but you're going to see my feelings while I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I liked it. So... So the the guest, so as they're introducing the guest, so Robert's like, this person on Glee is this and is that. And like, you see them without seeing their face or much of their body grabbing things. And like, at a certain point, you see a really long torso. And I'm like, no one's going to be surprised that it is the giant Cory Monteith. Because like, they come, he comes out and I'm like, is the TV audience supposed to be shocked by this? Because I saw his giant torso. I was like, oh, it's Cory Monteith. Yeah, he grabs a football too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad at figuring out those clues. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't guess correctly, but that one, I was like, this Cory Monteith, he's enormous. So they sing their group, big group number is Everybody Hurts, and it's about teen bullying. <sighs> And some like choices are made. Choices I, are definitely oh made. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, I almost forgot some of these choices. Okay, so let's talk about the choices pre the actual shoot where Eric is sitting down with them and he's like, okay, this is the idea. Let's get into your guys' past. What about, like, how, how do you, what's your relationship with bullying? And... There are people who get really, like we talked a little bit, Shanna talks about how she was bullied because her mom was into drugs and people at school found out about it. And that was how she found out about it was through people bullying her. Um, Who else? Uh, Um, Abraham was bullied for being effeminate. Yes. Which is something that comes up later. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that we know it in this episode because when something else happens later, everything is completely different. Um, Blake says that he was bullied and then he got in a situation where he didn't stop bullying which was interesting mm-hmm. and then Lily talks about how she was a bully and I just want to quickly talk about the moment that made her realize she was a bully was the movie Mean Girls iconic <laughs> And then she called up the girl that she was bullying and apologized. I did respect her for coming out and admitting that she was a bully because I think that's a harder thing to do on a show like this than admitting that you were bullied even because like on a show like Glee Project, like everyone's coming there because they were different and they were bullied, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of what Ryan's looking for is that trauma. Yeah. And for Lily to come out and admit that she was on the other side of it, I, like, respected her courage for doing that. I obviously don't respect that she was a bully. Like, we were all shitty people when we were in middle school. Like, none of us were, like, 10 out of 10 A+. plus. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was 11 Yeah, I was um, I was great. My frizz was, like, four inches on top of my head. It was really hot. Um, but I just, I, I liked that she admitted that and that they put that out there. And I also just, I mean, like, they all had major courage for coming forward and, like, saying these things that affected them when they were kids. But also, at the same time, like, this bullying episode that they do on the Glee Project is super exploitative Um, in a way that's... Because, like, they're asking these kids to bring forward their trauma when, like, 
they're 19. Their trauma was like a year ago. Right. Yeah. Um, it was, it's still trauma. It's like not, yeah, know. like bullying's not over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially for some people, like I can imagine that Eileen probably still faces like bullying about her her religion and her ethnicity and with these people you're also like they're asking them to unpack their coping mechanisms in the same time as they're asking them to come forward with their bullying like they're asking like yeah like come forward with their most vulnerable selves and then to admit all this stuff when they're young and they're on tv they're asking them to do cognitive behavioral therapy on a reality TV show With that's no not about them, aside from like Robert, who's a very nice man but isn't equipped for this. Yeah, and then the other thing is that they they did it in season one, except like it was weirder because they made them wear signs. So like at least this was something a bit. I'm going to say creative because that's really the only word I can think of. And it actually gets them to really act. Um, it did feel like an acting exercise. Yes. In season one, they were like, pick one word that describes what's wrong with you. And then yeah. where <laughs> It's like, that's horrible. But they were this a little more like, nuanced this season. Yes. This is literally like, like your therapy session. <laughs> Can we talk about Mario and Charlie now? Yeah, yeah. let's let's just um okay, so Charlie says something I will never forget. I consider myself to be a seasoned actor. That is a problematic line and is going to tell you so much about the future of their acting in the rest of the show. And it does, and I was right. So Charlie is like I'm going to do something. So he's filming a scene where he's supposed to be bullying Mario and he takes Mario's cane and runs off with it. And they're all like... Mario's the blind guy. guy. Who is actually blind. He is not pretending. He's not an actor pretending to be blind. He is actually blind. And this wasn't sanctioned within the context of the video. So he didn't know. no No one asked Charlie to do this. Yes, the note was specifically be behind him and make snide remarks about him. That was the actual note. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he was supposed to shove him. I don't remember. But like he was not supposed to take his cane. That was never a part of it. That wasn't something yeah. Mario was expecting. It wasn't something anyone told Charlie to do. At least that worked there. It was intense. And he said, I made a bad blocking mistake. And I was like, no, you just assaulted someone. Like Charlie did. Like he didn't think about someone else's perspective. No, yep. he didn't. And I think it was it was especially interesting because he ends up being in the bottom three and they were like told him that he made a dangerous decision and he was like, dangerous never even crossed my mind. And I was like, Yeah, I know, I could tell. That's why you did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> And this is just becomes a trend of some unprofessional behavior because that's also something that's very unprofessional to... It's different if this actor, if Mario was an actor who was pretending to be blind, but, you know, the stick is quite literally an extension of his body. So by taking it, that's basically assaulting him. So and even if Charlie had wanted to do that and he had gone up to Mario beforehand and, and asked, it's okay with you, then yeah. it becomes yes. a different thing. Well, can we also, let's just 
talk about the fact that the show berates Charlie for doing this and then uses that take in the video. Thank you. I was like, why would you do that? I was like, I was like, you would only do that if it was okay with Mario. Like if they, if Charlie and Mario had talked like, okay, we're going to do this to make the scene even more intense, then use the shot. But they did, they used the shot in which it was something that was completely unscripted. So I wonder if a producer told Charlie to do it. Because in the notes, they Charlie is shown taking Mario's stick, except Charlie's wearing a red hoodie, which shows the mentors actually liked that idea and decided to reshoot the scene. Oh, interesting. That's, I don't know. I just feel like, yes, it's more emotionally impactful, but I really just, I don't know. Because they made such a big I'm okay with about it, it if they talked about it beforehand and Mario's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. But for him to have done it without Mario knowing and being okay with it, they shouldn't make Mario go through that again. They should have shown that on screen before choosing a take in which we see that happening. Because otherwise, like, I'm thinking they chose, like Alyssa said, they chose the take in which this was something completely unscripted, but has now become a scripted moment. I don't know. But all I know is that in the context of, me too and people taking a really hard look at you know the way actors and performers interact with each other this would be something like of a sign of like someone who doesn't have quite the professional aplomb that they need to to be on a set and that kind of also the show made that storyline within the episode entirely about charlie Yes. Mm-hmm. You hardly There's, see Mario's response to it at all. And that's what matters to me is just that, like... even give him any, like, reaction? I think he got, like, a one-sentence talking head, if that. Like, he just hardly gets anything, and it really all becomes about Charlie's yeah. journey, which is dumb, because, like, it was something that Charlie did to Mario, and it's about how Mario's reacting to it now he's doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, And so that was frustrating to me, just that, like... It was essentially like, hey, Charlie, you did a bad thing. Here's some airtime and a redemption arc. Have fun. And they didn't tell us that, hey, actually, we got, we had a talk with Mario and agreed to make it a scripted thing so that we could use this idea so that we felt better about them choosing a take that had that. Like, I, I felt very upset by that. Yeah. So... This is once again of many one of many times Blake is asked to play an aggressive jock, and they're like, and they're always so surprised at how well he does it. And his switch from how well he switches from nice guy to aggressor, and the more we know about him, the more that's not, the more that's upsetting. And they're like, oh, that's a great thing, and we're like, they couldn't have known. No, you can't absolutely. blame them for knowing because he's supposed right. to be acting. Hindsight but... twenty twenty. They think he's just a really good actor in an acting setting. My thing when they say Blake is such a good actor, I consider anger the easiest emotion to act. Absolutely. I agree. And that's all they ever give him. They never give him like sadness or like melancholy or anything that like they mm-hmm. give to the girls on Sexual the show. Or anger. Yeah. That's all he's ever gotten. Well, because, I mean, that's in general, is that, like, a male thing? (laughs) Like, anger for men, emotions for women. Yeah, but then when they give women on the show, they give sadness and, like, 
genuine stuff that has to be kind of more under the surface and that's a lot harder to act than anger. And I yeah, think when they get criticized for not being able to act these kind of subtle nuanced emotions when anger is really a nuanced thing. Like anger oh. is really easy to be. I think we should probably talk about what happens in the video in general is that pretty much everyone is in the role of the bullied person being bullied and then for other people who are in that role they become the bully but yeah. what was blake's being bullied role i don't even remember it no he had one i think he had one but i don't remember it he just like yeah. sat there sad i think that's it, it. Was... i think that's what it was he sang and was sad i think they did show him like witnessing someone else being bullied in a stairway you remember that oh uh, interesting so he basically took on or he or maybe he was the one in the stairway i don't remember i think he was i think he was a witness at some point i feel like they yeah. used this like that seems like something his, they, they used his story yeah as i it. also like my thing with Blake and them talking about how good an actor he was, because that's what they talk about the whole show, is like, Blake is such a good actor. I never quite see it. And I do see that he's a good actor. You can see it from the start, but I don't feel like they give him much to play. They never mm -hmm. ask him to play outside of type. And like, immediately they're asking Eileen to play outside of type. They're asking her to play like the stereotype of her background. They're asking Allie mm -hmm. to play outside of type because later on that they decide that they like maybe want Allie to play mean girls. So they're like play outside yeah. of type. That's not who she is. They're asking Lily to play outside of type a lot. Like they're asking all these people to play outside of type and then they're like, Blake, play you. And sometimes you're mad. Yeah. yeah. And he does it. And like, that's great. And he's fine. He's believable, but they're never, they're never giving him a challenge in the way that they're giving other people a challenge. I think he's practiced as an actor, which makes him look good. But yeah, I think like we don't ever see any sort of range. Mm -mm. Yeah. And then, uh, so when Mario is in the bottom three and he gets a comment from Nikki about his pitch, he's like, I don't know why Nikki called out my pitch. Several other people had pitch problems. He also says, I'm a classically trained singer to her uh, and she rightfully he is right took it. about other people having pitch problems but that doesn't yeah. mean he didn't and then she's right to be like like you to be upset by him saying that because ryan calls it out when he's in the bottom three and is like what makes you think that it's okay to say a defensive line like well i'm classically trained like what do you think it's going to gain you and I think Mario, to an extent, maybe does think, didn't think that through, but he also does play up the fact that he's like, I just want to make sure you knew that, like, I was ready for this challenge or whatever, and I just, I don't know. My thing is, like, I always consider this when it comes to the people who are there who have trained for singing their whole lives versus the people who are there who are just naturally, like, fine singers. And, like... I don't think he's good at taking criticism, but at the same time, I would be like, have you ever heard Charlie hit a note? He can't. <laughs> yeah, I get why he's pissed. Yeah. Because it's like you're getting critique relative to how you usually perform. And when you feel like you usually perform better than other people, which I think he does, then it like kind of sucks to be like, you're not hitting the note when it's like, he's never hit a note. How many of these people have ever taken critique in their lives? That's that's my question because I learned from a very like 
young age, relatively, um, how you're supposed to take critique. And if you can't take critique, then you're never going to improve. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I also like, even at that age, like, this is very dumb, but I was taught like, you take the critique and then you go home and you get mad about it. Yes. You're not trying to get mad in front of the people, like, especially like a mentor like that. Like if Ryan Murphy Mm -hmm. told me something, I'd be like, thank you, Ryan. And then I'd go home later and I'd cry my eyes out. But exactly. When he tells me it, I'm not saying anything other than thank you. I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, yes, like when yeah. Ryan exactly. Murphy inevitably listens to this podcast and tells us we're all garbage, we're all supposed I'll be to like, go, thanks, okay, Ryan. thank you. And then we get back on the podcast. We go, can you fucking believe it? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, but seriously though, is this just a thing that actors and singers just don't get? Like, we all have learned critique. I think a lot we, of it also comes down to like high school theater. I don't know, like, if you were, like, the most talented person in your high school theater and you never faced critique and then you go out. That's true. Yeah, like, I think Lily, Lily might be someone who's maybe, well, she later admits that, like, she's never really been good at taking criticism. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think it's also because we don't know enough about these people's backgrounds. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really know what Mario means by classically trained, like, what exactly did he do you know like I'm interested I want to know what he's done what got him here I feel Um, like in the first season we also got a lot more into the like their psyches and why they couldn't accept criticism like especially with like Lindsay like we got a lot into like why she had so much trouble with that Mm -hmm. and the people this season definitely had that too we just didn't hear it yep I agree and so like I don't know why Mario's so like I'm sure it has something to do with like his past and like Mm -hmm kind of how it was growing up being a blind person like I'm sure that contributes to it but we don't know yeah so so no one gets eliminated I probably would have eliminated them all but <laughs> wait who's in the Charlie Mario and, and Lily. Lily Lily Colin's trying to get oh, to yeah. the end of the season he's like send yeah. three people home every episode <laughs> yeah. pretty Honestly, much what they only probably kept people this week because Taryn went home the week previous. Oh, I think that's true. That's probably true. They, they needed to I know, there wasn't a home. super obvious person to go home this week, but I'm sure they were like, okay, a week after Taryn goes home, we can keep everyone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um so next is sexuality. Naya Rivera is the guest. They sing I wanna sex you up. The last topic we never got to see last season. I got to see it last season. Oh, yeah. yeah. We get to see it this time. We get to see them forcing it on Nelly. Great. Yeah. That, this entire music video was questionable. Um, okay. My thing with Nelly this episode is they presented her with sexuality and she rose to the occasion. Yes. And she did. She did. And her booty her bump was... Her that was the assignment. Exactly. Yep. And in that yep. case, it's fine. And then when they continue pushing her down that road, it becomes a problem. Exactly. Because she already showed yeah. she could do it. And she proved it. And then they were like, this is all you are. Yep. They Nelly killed it this episode. She did so good. She and you could did. see how much of a struggle it was for her. And I really respect her for doing that. And it sucks that they then continued mm-hmm. to make that a struggle for her. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. earlier when I said, like, she can be very sexy when she does it. And I think that, like, yeah, this is the episode in which 
because they wanted to make sure that everyone could have that sort of sexual presence that they need for the show, fine. But at a certain point, like, that's what I don't understand. There's nothing really about Nellie that screams that she needs to present that way because she's got her own thing going, which is still very cool. It just didn't make any sense to me why they kept pushing it. This entire, like, I didn't like the music video that they made for this because it was very- like Jagger slash Milkshake. (laughs) Oh yeah, yep. And (laughs) it was very male gaze. Like all of the women were presenting sexually and the men men were were gazing. The men were gazing. Yes, they were. And I was like, what is there here? the men were wearing like regular ass clothes and the women were in like tiny, tiny clothes. I know, and I was like, okay, this was supposed to be a sexy off between men and women, except the men aren't doing yeah. anything. Like, what the hell? I, yeah, no, I noticed that too. I, I don't get it. I just don't get. I don't get the mashup. The mashup was garbo. Um, it was like really bad. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the little. Um, Nellie's super innocent, so yeah. this was this was adorable for her. And they had this little scene where they were talking about yes. milkshake, and she's like, "I literally thought this song was about milkshakes." Like, <laughs> I love those so interstitial scenes. I do too. I thought they were great. Do they have those yeah. last season? I don't think so. Not as much. No, I don't but think these so. These are no. all like really great. There was one. Um. I'll have to come back to it, but yeah, I thought those were really great. Oh, the one about Tyler's laugh made me laugh so hard because I was like, ah! And then Mario said it's a mixture of like SpongeBob and something else. It was it was great. Um, I lived for those little moments. I love those. They make me yeah. wish we'd seen more of them in the house. Yeah. Wherever it was. And it, it was yeah. one of those things that actually made me like watching the show it's like okay like i don't mind watching this this is okay so then uh tie the bottom three is this is where michael says math is sexy <laughs> and the fact that men don't have to they just have to gaze is something i remember in grad school when i was reading scripts i was like you can tell if a woman is supposed to find it romantic the man and the women dance together but if they're shooting towards a male audience the woman just dances and the man mm. watches mm-hmm. yeah because <laughs> i've read multiple scripts where there's just a man watching a woman dance and i'm always like why is he just sitting there what is he doing some of the the good character moments we kind of have to note um this is this is where the Charlie and Eileen thing kind of amps up a bit. Um, Eileen was apparently too sexy. Shanna wasn't sexy at all. I'm saying all these things in air quotes um, because everyone has their own version of sexy and sexuality. So, yeah, I was very confused by this. <laughs> Um, the fact that Shannon was like, yeah, I think that sexuality is just being myself and like, you know, like having a great smile. Yeah. And I was like, awesome, Shanna. And then they were like, yeah, you weren't sexy at all. And I was like, wow, yeah. you guys. I think also like, are you sexy? <laughs> I mean, it's often in the performance, but when you're talking about a scripted show, it's a lot in the writing. And uh-huh. in how it happens and in how the two people are interacting with each other. And to be yeah. like, 
Mm-hmm. This is sexy. That's all in you dancing and this sexy song in this overtly sexy way that isn't going to apply to everyone. Yep. Is just like very restrictive. And I get that it's like an acting challenge. Also, Especially. Charlie won the homework assignment and he got his, you know, moment in the sun for the music video. And his moment in oh, the sun oh, was going straight to hell, honestly. He. Ugh. And not in a little Nas X kind of way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, he, his role was to, at the end of the music video, to slap the teacher's ass, played by the history teacher who forgot that the Nazis actually lost World War II, um, slaps her ass, and then he walks off, and the teacher, like, gets all excited, like she's going to jump him. Alyssa's literally closing her <laughs> eyes as if she can't hear. Um, yeah, so that's what happens. Oh my god so many terrible decisions like that was a horrible decision in general for like a, a music also, like not funny none of the glee no. cast are actual teens and most of the glee project cast are actual teens and so getting to into the sexuality thing with them becomes like a whole different subject like that they all makes me uncomfortable are 18 and older but that does not excuse the fact that they're supposed to be playing. And that most of them are 18. Like most of them are 18, 19. Like they're 18 and older, but not much older. But like the context of this video is they're high school students in a sex ed class and he slaps the teacher's ass. Assaults the teacher. He assaults the teacher. And then they're going to engage in possible sexual activity from the end. Like that's what we get from it. It's disgusting. It's funny, but to whom? Consider like, Yes, high school students have sex. And it's important to tell like stories about that kind, like about sex in high school because it's important for safe sex and all that and consensual sex. But to tell, to do a music video like this in which you have to be like overtly sexy in a way that many people of that age aren't and Mm -hmm. don't have to be because you're still figuring out your own body is like weird. And to force those kids into doing that and then judge them on it being adults people is just uncomfortable yeah i mean everyone who was judging them was at least 35 i'm i'm going to say late 30s for yeah and to just be like you're not sexy enough 18 year old girl (laughs) (laughs) so all of this is to say that this episode i guess i'm kind of glad that i never saw season one version of it um season one wasn't as bad having seen it really because it was later in the season and right. it just was like more people who were like a little older and were a little more comfortable in it. And just like, I don't know. Season um, one's like they made the drama out of like the Hannah Damien relationship issues more than they did. Okay. Out of the like, I'm uncomfortable being sexy. So Charlie, Tyler, and Michael were bottom three. Are in the bottom three. Charlie, because he tried to take control of the set and do everyone else's job. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Super. It, that was is unprofessional. Yeah. And then yeah. Michael was there because he choked in studio, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Tyler was one who who got kicked off. Yeah. Um, and I... Tyler. We haven't even really talked about Tyler. Tyler's issue with being in the bottom three was because he literally just started transitioning 
six months, seven months before this, because I think mm-hmm. he's been yeah. on tea for just a few months, and his body's constantly changing, so he's kind of just like awkward getting into it. And, and then, he said that affected his voice as well. His voice, yep. and also his sexuality hasn't really come into effect until a few months ago. He actually started having a love life. So, and the fact that like, Ryan kept saying, well, I can't judge you on all these things. I think your story is so inspiring. But then he's also like, but you know what? No. And I'm like, why? You're not sexy, kid. Yeah, I was so upset by that. Because I was like, I think Tyler, I thought Tyler was so much fun to watch. I thought he had a great attitude. And Ryan talks about attitude and how much you try. And Tyler always tried so hard. And I really... I liked that. I thought he was interesting. I think like, and this kind of goes back to like what I said earlier, but it seems like this season, Ryan kind of dropped the, like, I'm creating a character for you and I care about your life story and stuff. But like, I was interested in Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think Ryan was too to a degree, but. This is also the week Michael bombed Lucky and like forgot all the words. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Michael was not a great performer. He no. seems like a nice person. None of his performance really stood out to me. Mm-mm. Do we know what he's been doing since this show? He got engaged recently and he's a singer in Nashville. Good okay. for him. Okay. Good for him. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. I liked his little bromance with Blake, even though I don't like Blake. I thought it was wholesome. Yeah. Especially at the end when he kept cheering him on. It was like It was also a really interesting like um goal for him to be like, okay, I see what Blake is doing and they like it. Okay, I'm gonna do that but better. I thought that was actually really interesting. And it made him better. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um yeah. So then Tyler's let go. And our next episode is adaptability. And it's lost. We I it did is not get a to lost see it. Episode. I didn't watch it either. All right, so it's lost to all of us. They had to do duets and so, or something. Yeah, I don't. So duets. Eileen <laughs> was in the bottom two for the first time. I don't know how Ryan reacted, but he was probably like, "Oh my god, it's like what I wish I was like when I was a teenager." And Eileen he- and Charlie decided they weren't going to be flirty anymore. And then that lasted for all of two seconds. <laughs> Wait, they yeah. decided they weren't going to be flirty in episode five. What? That's what the recap says. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> missed that. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. And then that's when Mario went home. Which I was also mm-hmm. sad that mm-hmm. he went home on an episode we didn't get to see. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to see the reasons behind that. I don't think there's any. Because I do think he's very it. talented, but he did have the attitude problems. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. also, I don't know if he necessarily had a pop voice so much as a musical theater voice, which they never really say as a critique, but does seem to apply as a critique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next is fearlessness. Um, this is the slushy episode. Each season has their own slushy episode. Um, so this is where they announce, like, oh, yeah, you guys would be rapping. And I wrote, I swear to God, if it's Matthew Morrison as the guest, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then it wasn't. I'm so glad. Um, their homework assignment is now that we found love. Um, Abraham is like, do Adrian's rap? <laughs> Jane Lynch is the guest. 
uh, Jane Lynch is like, I'm fearless. I was on iCarly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's just what I said in my head. Um, and they, uh, their group mashup is hit me with your best shot slash one way or another from the dodgeball episode. Um, and they're going to be in swimsuits. So wait, who was, so who won the homework assignment that week? Oh, Lily. Yeah. So Lily yeah. got to have her one-on-one with Jane Lynch in which she says, you remind me of a young Jane Lynch. And I was like, <laughs> do you really, or are you just saying that? Cause it's a Sue line. Yeah. I felt like it was because it was a suit line. I don't know. I very much like in my Lily is on Glee world. She's a head Cheerio and her and Sue are like, like tight. Like, um, what's her face? There becomes a mini Sue like later on. And in my opinion, yeah. Lily was the much more interesting version of that. Interesting. Oh yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I definitely saw those comparisons, and I think this was like a great week for Lily to win. Um, Lily did great this week. The music video, like, yeah, she was yeah, great. just like all around great this week. Yeah, and they do like they have Nelly come sexy out of the pool and like flirt with Blake. That was unnecessary. Oh. Yeah, we'll it did that in context. Of this video. I think I think it's because fearlessness was the theme and they tried to say oh well you were afraid of being sexy that's the fear we're gonna make you try to overcome and i think that's bullshit but she already yeah. did so why didn't they make her like i mean nelly's a very shy person there were so many things that could have made her overcome like angry aggressive those were all things that like she hasn't really make done her do maybe maybe like being some sort of outgoing thing okay make her do like a cannonball into the pool from like not like a super high jump but like a somewhat high jump that like would scare normal people or make her the bully like make her the person slushy that would have been against her type in a way that wasn't sexualizing a young girl when they already rick the stick nelson did you guys spot rick the stick nelson yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the story of this video because it makes no goddamn sense. One, why would there be a slushy machine by the pool? That's going to contaminate the pool, and they're going to have to clean it for days. Number also, two, swim team sucks. <laughs> like we're going to bully the swim team. <laughs> that also makes no sense. Okay, then number three, why is it? that instead of going after Rick the Stick Nelson with a bunch of slushies, they decide to have a slushie fight. That makes no sense. I think- Who's writing probably, these? Yeah, I was like, this is probably- <laughs> is the it Ryan poorest, Murphy? The poorest, <laughs> like, idea that they have come up with in these music videos. Like, it was just, it Mm-mm. made no sense. Um, yeah. But I do it's, like the video. It I was fun, fun, yeah. Um, and this is the episode where Allie gets slushied and she's like very adamant that she wants to to do this, but her body has hard times with extreme temperatures. Yeah. Um, and and she ends up really well at first. Yeah. And then she, her, and her body she, is like she, shock. Yeah, I think she goes into shock or something. Like she starts having trouble breathing. Yeah. So. But she, that was, Allie always has a good attitude. Yeah. And like, honestly, objectively, she shouldn't have to. Um, And like, we can get into that, like, fucking obstacle course music video later. Fuck. Fuck that. 
<laughs> but let me. But like, we're getting there. We're getting there. She always has a good attitude, and I respect it a lot. And shouldn't have to, but she does. And I think it's it like so much your character, of yeah. her professional, her professionalism. She's such a professional. That other people, yeah. even those who are closer to her age, don't have. So that's kind of another thing that like makes her such a great addition, possible addition to the cast. She always, and like, she always does it. She never complains. She always does it. She's always in it. And mm-hmm. I just like, I really respect. respect that about her. And again, she shouldn't have to. She should be able to like, fuck this shit because this is dumb. <laughs> but she doesn't. And I respect it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I like, being slushy, it seems like it sucks. I don't want it to happen to me. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they didn't make as big a drama out of it as they did in season one. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Where like Cameron had like a full on meltdown. Like yeah, I feel bad like, obviously that's it's sucks, minor like, brain freeze for a few seconds. If you haven't if you're an able bodied person, yeah. It shouldn't be that bad. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder like how many of these people have grown up in winter states. None. And like have gone sledding and shit. Like so it would basically be like that there are some never face planted in the snow <laughs> actually i don't remember where everyone else is from i actually don't know if there's any like people from northern states where they get cold there. right huh. <laughs> because if you have face planted in the snow like Ooh. if you've gone sledding like if you go hiking and you get the snow in your ankles and boots and like, like yeah. i've gone skiing and i've like full rolled down the whole hill which is just like repeated snow and your helmet and your goggles <laughs> oh. and your mouth and like it's so <laughs> yeah so, it sucks, i mean we, we've all been slushied before Essentially, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slushies by Mother Nature. Yeah, yep. exactly. The earth is bullying us. And I do, I've always liked that they do that on the Glee project because I'm like, that is such a like weird initiation into Glee. Yeah. 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 And there's no the- way to fake that for the show. Like it has to be something cold because there's ice in it. Yep. So. All right, bottom, the bottom three. Bottom three are Eileen, Charlie, and Nellie. Nellie sings a killer cover if I were, of If I Were a Boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, she makes Zach cry. Yeah. Nellie's very talented. Again, I get back to what I said last season, which is the last chance performances don't matter for shit. It's just why Ryan thinks about you. And it sucks mm-hmm. that they don't show us enough about the deliberation to, like, actually see why they send someone home after a dope last chance performance. So, um, what was the episode where Charlie was flirting with Eileen while he was in the booth? Was it Sexuality Week? Uh, let me scroll up. I think it it was. Was it this one or was it Sexuality Week? Because I can't remember. Uh, Uh, Charlie's distracted. No, it was Sexuality Week and he's distracted again this week. Yeah. Yeah, because in Sexuality Week, he says that she was his inspiration. His muse. And so Nikki, this was actually a point that kind of annoyed me. So kind of going back to sexuality, but it does kind of flow into this episode where Nikki was like literally calling out Charlie for being unprofessional. And it's like, you can't do that when you're on a set. But because he did okay 
in the the studio when he was doing that she kind of let it slide but then like called him out for it so it's like there are these these signs like he's just not professional he's just not up to standard and so it just makes me question like really what are their standards for judging people every week he was another person i didn't think deserved to be there as long as he was he does this hot mess performance of it's not unusual where he goes into the audience and things to ryan he butchers the song because he completely instead of learning the words that were written he takes the rest of the song and makes up his own lyrics to Mm -hmm. suck up to ryan and i'm glad it didn't work he does not have a good voice no he like I don't know. Yeah, in the I... music video, he also like wasn't on cue for his lip singing, and he just like there wasn't anything really happening with his performance, and it just made me come back to the idea of like, oh, but he's such a seasoned actor. Well, it also makes me come back to the idea of like, what is he as a straight white male bringing to this show at a relatively low talent comparatively to the other competitors? That's another thing I didn't understand. Like, I want to see all the audition before he got onto the Glee project. That's the show yeah, I want to like, watch. Uh, yeah, I mean, American Idol has it. They show the 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 actual auditions. Yeah, the actual auditions. Even like American Next show. Top Model, we see like the top fifty get eliminated to the top twenty. Yeah, yeah. I actually wish we could see that and see like why they made the decision that they did. The only person we got that from was as opposed to last season, they referenced meeting Ryan a lot. They referenced I met Ryan at callbacks. Yeah. In a way that they hadn't last season. So he was definitely there. He definitely chose like these are people I would put on Glee. And I think with Charlie and Michael and Blake and what's his face who got eliminated first, there was an element of like we need a young Finn. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because our Finn just graduated in season yes. three. I and think, I think that that's something they should have just cast regularly. Eileen was the only one they showed of the actual auditions because they wanted to show like, oh yeah, we fell in love with your like spunky personality when we first saw you. And like, I would have liked to see that for a lot of people who were on the show. You know, what was it about them that made you guys really interested? Like what, I don't understand. What is it about Charlie? Maybe we'll never know. But it wasn't Charlie who went home, right? Not this episode. No, this episode, Charlie went home. The Hot Mess Express had reached its destination. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Next is theatricality with guest mentor Grant Gustin, the Flash himself. They. I did not recognize him at first because he was wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eileen's like super depressed because Charlie went home. And it made me really worried that that was really going to screw up her being in the competition. That, like, she was going to let that take over her. But it doesn't, I think. No. I'm proud of her. Um, they sang I Hope I Get It from a chorus line, which a musical song, not a pop song for yeah. once. Mm-hmm. True. Um, Allie is really good in it. Um, I did not Money like the award winner Ali Stroker is good at singing musical theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not my favorite musical song. Me neither, it's, but... Uh-uh. I think it was good for the context. I do get the... Like, there's a very easy 
connection between that and this competition. Yeah, I thought I yeah. thought they made an easy choice. Um, and then their uh, group number is uh, "When I Grow Up" by the Pussycat Dolls. Not the actual song. No. Yes. Um, and they're all assigned pop stars. That was Blake fun, is. Though. Blake is Boy George. Nellie is Britney Spears. Because she's because she is a sexualized young young woman. The version yeah. of Britney Spears they chose was a very very young woman. Yeah, they chose Baby One More Time, Britney Spears. Um, Eileen is Madonna. Uh, Abraham is David Bowie. Uh, oh, yeah. Michael is Elvis. <laughs> Which uh, I actually loved. I thought it was really creepy. <laughs> it was, it was Yeah. Uh, Shanna is Lady Gaga in the meat dress. Oh my goodness. Old choice. A real meat dress. And it smelled terrible and she was a champ about it. I yeah. literally was like, put her on the show just for that. Like, for having to do uh-huh. that and being so professional and she looked great. And it being such a minor storyline because she wouldn't make a huge deal out of it. They literally could not make a storyline out of it even if they yeah. wanted to because she was just like, I'm not giving them this. I'm yeah. not. Like she had one superstition where she was like, it smells disgusting, but I'm doing it. Yep. And mm-hmm. I was like, you get it, girl. Do not let these producers yeah. make you into anything else. I think this is actually my favorite music video that they did. I think it's yeah. super fun to have them all play pop stars. Oh, Lily Cindy mm-hmm. Lauper, that's what we didn't mention. Yeah, and that yeah. was some conflict because she, they said she was mainly just playing herself and she said, well, I had a note that it was just to play myself. And he's like, no, that's not the note I gave you. It, here's the thing is, yes, the note was confusing, but if she was confused, she probably should have asked for help. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what she should have done as a professional. Has been like, okay, well, if I'm not supposed to be Cindy Lauper because she doesn't have any really iconic sort of movements, he's like, you're not supposed to mimic her, but you're supposed to play a character. And so he's yeah. like an '80s character. That was something he could have told her if she had asked. So it was kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a lot of miscommunications with her. Yes. She could have asked and they could have told her and neither happened and it's kind of a fault on both parts. But also Lily does need to understand that like in the industry you might not get super specific notes all the time because you're around a bunch of other people who also need to get direction and then if you do need that extra help you do have to reach out for it. So like yeah yeah. it's just something that like she's just not experienced with so it was kind of disappointing but understandable. The drama with this episode is with Abraham Oh, yeah. And Nikki, I consider, did a very problematic thing. I agree. Yeah. Talk about it. So she asks, uh, she talks to Abraham about how David Bowie is androgynous. And she says, do you consider yourself androgynous? When you perform. Yeah, when you perform. Before he even records, she does this. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. why would you do that? Here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that's a problematic question to ask, but you can immediately see on Abraham's face his reaction to it, and that it mm-hmm. hits a nerve and that it hurts him. And, and his, answer, his answer, his answer is like, I consider myself to be free. Yeah, and say, then he's like, that's bullshit. Yeah, you don't say that. You say, okay, well, what does that mean to you? You Exactly. It. And then she doubles down on it later. 
right? Yep. The ending judging. Well, before that, to the to the other to the sound engineer, she's like, "Why is it such a hard and hard question to answer?" And the guy yeah. was like, "It's really not." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is." It is the, That's like a it, crazy hard question, especially when you're like 18. And yeah. his backstory: us having had that moment where he was like, "I was bullied for being feminine, or effeminate," and like. Those two things together maybe be like, of course, it's going to be a hard question for him specifically, but for anyone, I think it would be a little bit like, uh, mm. and so like for yeah. me, in the context of him going into this video playing David Bowie, who did kind of embrace that term, it's not necessarily a problematic question to ask, but to not react when you see his face and hear his answer. Yeah. And then to double down on it like she did at judging and be like, it's a problem that you answered the way it did. It's just like such a dick move. Yeah. Not to mention that he enormously improved and got over that barrier for the music video. Yeah, he's like he did a really good job and decided to embrace it. And then they go back and they're like, yeah, but in the booth you were doing this. And I'm like, yeah, but that was in the booth. And I obviously got over off. it, you know? You completely yeah. threw him off. Like he probably came in there being like, okay, like I know what I'm going to do. He already has a sort of really interesting take on a lot of um, on a lot of lines that he gets. He could have just very well done that and then she could have been like, okay, let's talk about David Bowie. But like, I don't know. I just think that like he got thrown off and they needed to have taken that into consideration that like. And just the way that she reacted to the way that he reacted was a very defensive yeah. Yeah. way instead of a like, I understand you and embrace you. And this is a show that's supposed to embrace people who are different. It was like, you're wrong for not fitting into the box we want you to fit into. Yeah, because she starts to mention, like, well, all these other rock stars and pop stars are androgynous, like, pretty much all of them. But it's like, but that's sort of ignoring Abraham, who he is. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like she knew she fucked up when she said the question and then didn't want to admit it. Yeah. She could have just apologized. Like, there was room for her to be like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that wasn't the label you were putting on yourself. I think, yeah, I think she, she I think up. she was embarrassed and yeah. she took it out on him. I think yeah. she realized she fucked up when she asked the engineer <laughs> because not only like, I think like we were saying, like the problem really is the way she reacts to Abraham's answer and tries to box him. Like she, that's literally clearly her being like, like, am I wrong to him, to the engineer? But like, and he's like, no, no, no. And, and it's it in a way to say her. that she's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah but she's really not. Up. Mm-hmm. Um, Nellie is sent home at the end of the week. Um, also fucked up. Yeah. yeah. In a way we've already discussed, but just, mm-hmm. yeah. Because she also, the way Eric, the director, was trying to get her to be Britney Spears, he literally said, how far back can you lean across the fruit so that she could probably get her boobs up? I thought she looked really uncomfortable and like was not doing super well. Like, but that's, it was not her fault. <laughs> yeah. So what bottom three was Nellie, Lily and Abraham. And Lily was because of all the stuff with the Cindy Lauper stuff. Abraham is because they probably wanted to support Nikki. Um, and Nellie, yeah. I think 
she was just given a short end of the stick week after week. Yeah, after week. I mean, I agree with Alyssa. Mm-hmm. I don't think Natalie did super well in the video, but I think it's because she was being sexualized and it made her really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think less so even than like telling her to be sexy. It was just that like repeatedly it was like, you are a sexy character. You are a yeah. sex object in this music video and it made her uncomfortable and that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next week is Tenacity and they sang... So their homework is Survivor by Destiny's Child. Um, the special guest Amber Riley. is Amber Riley. Again, yeah. quality guests this season. Yeah, right? They yeah. got the OG Glee Club in a way that they never did before. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, the music video that they have to do is... Well, Ali won the homework and Eileen was very salty yes and then uh their homework this is the eye of the tiger obstacle course music video (laughs) I oh okay this whole video frustrated me yep because it had to be in one take which they never do on glee it was just an added challenge because they're trying to make good tv and, and the I kids were like they exhausted. Did. They were testing the kids to see how they'd react after very long days of shooting. Yes. Because shortly has very long days of shooting. And I think that's a smart test because they're testing professionalism. Um, I don't know about the athletic quality yeah, of this. <laughs> I agree. I think, well, I don't know. Like they may have to film those fucking regionals and sectionals things a bunch of times and you're just constantly dancing. I did kind of get the athletic quality of it because like I've had a 12 hour day on set as an assistant where literally the only athleticism I was asked to do was stand for 12 hours. And I was like, fuck this. I'm dead. (laughs) I hate it. And so I get why they would want to test that. Yeah. Because there is, especially just like acting, even just like small motions that become repetitive over that period of time are difficult. Yeah. True. What frustrated me about this video is that like, I wish they had just come forward and been like, we're testing these kids' attitude. We want to see who maintains a positive attitude after this amount of time. But they made it and they ended it like they were testing their physicality. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't mm-hmm. what they're testing. It doesn't matter. Like whether or not they can actually do it doesn't matter. Whether or not Allie could actually hit a backwards shot into the hoop. That was insane. Professional basketball players probably can't even do that. And to have that be the end of the video, so like everyone else, like nothing what they did matters until they get to her. Like that's insane. Yeah. And what they're testing is attitude, and I think she proved that she could have a good attitude because she came she up even, with an alternate solution. And so did Yeah, no, that was amazing. Most people that were, proved that they could do it. But then yeah. the jump rope crew, I don't even think their frustration was, like, that long or that problematic, and they got shit on. And then, like, Abraham, who actually hurt himself, seemed yeah. to have gotten, like, lightly shit on. Yeah, I didn't really understand that. Like, they made a big deal out of him asking for ice for his ankle, which he twisted. Like, that's not a big deal. He should be able to get ice without that being a big deal. They did a really weird thing where... So right before 
um, Abraham slips, uh, Shanna like face plants. And then she gets up, doesn't say anything. She goes out and then something happens to Abraham and he reacts differently, differently. There's nothing wrong with the way he reacted. And I think there was some slight comparison there. I did not even notice that Shanna face planted. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And, and then like, you also see like Shanna going outside and throwing up while they're like in the middle of like after a take. Abraham also reacted well, I thought. It's like they tried to compare without bringing it up verbally. There was like, uh, Abraham like did all this. And it's like, you're trying to set it up that like, oh, well, Shanna clearly had a better edge because she didn't say anything. But like, no, you can't compare that. Like, I don't know. It was just really And they strange. also said a few times, like, Blake is bearing the brunt of the physical activity in this music video. Yeah, because he's going to... He but also, he's probably in the there. best shape there. Like, he's probably the one who works out the most. So, like, comparatively, it was kind of the same. And, like, I just don't think it was fair to, like, give him credit because they, like, gave him kind of harder stuff to do when you consider, like, everything was hard comparatively to what people are used to. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I also think that, like, so there was... They also have... um, they have them changing clothes too throughout. So like um, Lily starts in like a track suit and then at one point she has to take that off. She has a hard time getting her pants off in time. So Eileen and Lily who had earlier in the episode had a, a bit of some terse moments. Um, like they have to like help each other take clothes off. So it's added non-choreography to something that's very choreographed for the camera. It was really annoying, and I think it. I think you're right, Julia. It would have made it a little bit easier to digest if they were been like, you know what? Actually, we did this to make sure that you guys had good attitudes about being a professional. A lot performer. of the Glee project would have been easier to digest if, like, we I can see the reason behind their music videos. But if they just came forward and said it, yeah, yeah, I would feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, if you think about why, like, if they're actually tap testing attitudes i think the director probably would have failed miserably (laughs) i don't really like eric i don't know going back to the jump rope crew can we just talk about how first they started with double dutch which is very hard to do very very hard hard to even do this and then sing and then sing to camera but like so double dutch like actually spinning the ropes and trying to double dutch is very hard, let alone having to do all the other things they have to do. So I feel like that was an impossible task for anyone mm-hmm. that they set up all four of those people to fail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Because then when the bottom three is Michael, Abraham, and Lily, they talk about the jump rope stuff. And Michael's like, yeah, I was a little frustrated. And they're like, would Blake have gotten frustrated? That was <laughs> yes, so bad. I was... Oh, boy. Oh, they boy. were literally putting him against Blake. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And I get it. They're the same type. And in actuality, in an audition process, they would be against each other because they're the same type. But maybe you shouldn't cast people the same type. And also, like, don't do That's that on the show. game. Yeah. And Blake yeah. would have gotten frustrated. Everyone would have yeah, gotten frustrated. I could it just was a frustrating. Michael scenario. would never. He, Michael would never say this, but I can just imagine like 
yeah, he would have gotten frustrated. What exactly are you asking here? Yeah. <laughs> like you set us up to fail. Part like, of me wanted to see someone else be like, I know they couldn't have done this because of the way they'd already structured the song, but it would have been interesting if they would have been like, you know what, let's put, let's swap someone out and we'll have someone else do double dutch and someone else can take their place. If that would have been possible, you would have seen the exact same thing. That other person still struggling. Mm-hmm. So it's well, just like, like Blake was asked to do a bunch of stuff alone, and then the other people were asked to do a bunch of stuff in a team. And doing anything yeah. in a team is harder. And then mm-hmm. sing to camera. Yeah. Um. So bottom three though were Lily, Michael, Michael and Abraham. And Abraham and Abraham is sent home because After- of his quote unquote reaction. And, and Abraham, struggle. I think it's important to say, comes out and gives a speech about how much he wants it. Yeah. And that speech, to me, parallels very well with Blake's little poem nonsense that he does at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone it works for one of them and it doesn't work for the other. Well, to be I think fair, it's and it works for either. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Abraham's kind of more that didn't strike me as being a speech that kind of felt like a tantrum yes I to agree. me yeah I was cringing I paused and it wasn't <laughs> Charlie was cringing it was poem which we'll get yes. to but I oh, just yeah. to me they're all about like who wants this and it seemed to me when Abraham gave that speech I was like okay the person who doesn't want this out of those three is Michael yeah, I think Michael is so. I think he's also. I'm sorry, still. Alyssa. You look so sad every time we say huh? something bad about Michael. <laughs> no, I just, I really, I like him as a person. I don't know if he, he should have like gotten as far as he did, but. Yeah, I think he's too chill about the whole thing until toward the end, which is one of the reasons why I don't think he should have stayed as long as he did. But. Well, and I mean. Like, here's the thing, like, if, if, how do I put this? Taking criticism well and improving as much as he did every week could, it is a hard thing to show on camera, but, but if really, the mentors, that's true. Um, if the mentors, like, yeah. work with him, then maybe him, like, wanting to be there is more equatable to him actually improving instead of, like, you know, like being chill doesn't necessarily mean that you don't want something. Yeah. I, I think if he did improve, I don't think it was very obvious at all. I think there were other people who showed more improvement over the time that then they were there and ended up going home. But like Michael was still making the same kind of mistakes over and over again. Until I don't know. Finally he did. I feel like Michael improved. I thought he improved, but again, I get back to I don't think a straight white boy is what you need out of this show. But he was there. And so, like, it's not his fault. <laughs> I know, it's not his fault, but also I'm like, I don't need him. Um, so, next episode, romanticality. Uh, Julia made a face. <laughs> I don't think romanticality is a word. I tried I Julia made a face. face. All the it's stuff tough. that they put with, like, Gleality. I'm like, where did you come up with the ality part? Why does it have to be ality? Like, exactly. Just make a, just use a real fucking word. <laughs> like, what about um, ability? Romantic ability. Yeah. Uh, um, their homework is more than words by extreme. 
Um, and then uh, the homework winner is Blake because the guest is Darren Chris. Um, uh, also, uh, something I thought was really cool. Did you say the homework winner is Blake because the <laughs> yeah, guest I, is I was Darren? just listing everything. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I like, wait, <laughs> those, those things are what? definitely correlated. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think something that was really cool, but I don't understand, like, why this happened but the guy who wrote the song that they did for homework was the one who accompanied them and i'm like yeah but why is he here like that's super <laughs> cool but like why <laughs> maybe when they were trying to get the music rights they were trying to his his um agent was trying to get him more like i don't know like, visibility i'll only do something. it if you actually put me on there or yes he was friends with one of the producers and like hey would you want to come on he was like i guess i've got a free thursday sure (laughs) the music video is we found love by rihanna and it's detention themed and they're all in pairs and my icon Uh, the principal is there oh god i don't understand i don't understand why you like the principal i think He's delivers lines in a way I yes. find he's not a good principal. No. Okay. There we go. He's a funny character. Yeah, the actor does yes. something really great with his lines. I agree. I'm not saying he's Lesbians. good at his job, but I enjoy watching it. But no one on Glee is good at their job. Tick and also talk by rapper. <laughs> I just like I love him. Every time he comes on, I laugh. And yeah. I hate that they didn't show the kids of the Glee Project fangirling when he walked in, because you know that they did at least a little bit, and I would have loved to see it. Um, he is like equal to Grant Gustin in the Glee world, and they didn't yeah. show it to us. And I would have loved to see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in the homework and in the, uh, whatchamacallit, the actual video, they paired up. But in the homework, they they paired themselves and then they were force paired i guess um For, that sounds a little too aggressive i know i didn't Blake they, got to, they were assigned assigned yeah. thank you that's the Blake's word i was got, looking for and i just couldn't thank you we just swapped roles again like he got to pick both times and he yes. very smartly picked ally who's the best actress yes mm-hmm. And then Shanna was like, I'm stuck with Michael, who always gets critiqued at homework. And, and I was like, she's that not was, wrong, though. No. But then she's I was not also, wrong. But oh, I yeah. was also like, she's the common denominator. And I'm like, okay, maybe there is something about her ability to convey chemistry that doesn't work, which I could kind of see. Um, um, and then Eileen and Lily, enemies I, to lovers. Yeah. <laughs> also they okay so in the homework like right before the homework they were rehearsing and they're saying how like lily mouth to eileen should we kiss and they decide they were going to do that but then they never made a big deal about it in the homework assignment and shanna and michael did a quick little kiss so like that kind of was an unnecessary thing i thought they were going to make a big yeah. deal about it like they did last season when people kissed people they did not make a big deal out of anything like that in this season, really. Make a big deal about did they anything. have a different editor this season? Did they have a I different th- producer? 
I think That's also I last know. season, a lot of the kissing came down from like with Cameron, it was all non-consensual. <laughs> like he didn't want to do any of it. And there was no one who was like fully non-consensual kissing this season. And so they, it wasn't as much of a storyline. Eileen kissed everybody. I'm like, good for you, girl. And like, I like how Eileen didn't have much angst about the fact that she was like kissing people who weren't Charlie. Like, I didn't miss that. Um, but it was definitely a lot less of a plot point. And I think it was because like Cameron wasn't there and he was the one who cared about the sanctity of kissing, which is fair. And they should have respected his values, as I've said before. But yeah, no one had values this season about it. So. <laughs> It was fine. So those were the pairs during the homework. The assigned pairs, Blake got to choose. So he was not assigned. So it was Blake and Allie. And then Shanna and Eileen. And Eileen. And then Michael, Michael and, and Lily. And yeah. so they have to like run off during detention and sing together. And then Michael and Lily have really good chemistry. They did. Yeah. And Michael did it great in the studio. So that's what I was confused yeah. about is that we saw him struggle and struggle and struggle on a lot of different things. And then all of a sudden he was good. He did improve, but I didn't see the progression. It was just all of a sudden he was doing good. And that's why I think a lot of it was off camera. Yes. That's what I was like. That's what I was like. I don't understand why they keep keeping this kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's, there's something wrong with the content they choose chose. Um, and then Blake actually struggles with the harmonies in studio. Which is Ooh. interesting to me. It sounded really bad. It was very cringy. Yeah, it was I guess bad. I, I never realized how hard singing harmonies could be, but... I love harmonies. I guess also, like, in studio, it might be kind of weird. Well, it's tough with harmonies. Because harmonies becomes the first time in this competition where they really have to sing very specifically on key. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and with Blake he's the type of singer where he was just like opening his mouth and he has a fine voice and he yes. could just sing and it would be fine. Melody. And, it work. <laughs> and when you look at harmonies, you need to be like, it's usually a third step above or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he needs to be singing at a specific key and he just wasn't doing it. And this is the point of the competition where like when Blake got into the studio, it became to me like cringy. It, it became kind of clear that like, okay, if he can't sing harmonies, like, and he's this bad, Maybe he should really be considered getting the boot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because even Nikki's like, that's something that's very important about this. Yeah. And they do the harmonies on Glee all the time. And there's like, there's a definite beauty of them. And I think it's very good that they tested them. Mm -hmm. and then they tested them and they were like, okay, Blake can't do them. We don't care. And it's like, yeah, we don't yeah. care. Yeah. That would have been a problem for someone else. Yeah. Um, Literally anyone that, else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, oh, no, 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 we can't have you. Um, and then they comment that Shanna and Eileen look like they're two girls at a swing dance class. I love that line. I was like, Zach, you're so funny and witty. <laughs> um, but he was kind that, of right, Zach though. is our crush. We want him on the project. <laughs> like, he, he was, was yeah. Right. He, they, they weren't doing a great job. It was very, he said it was very choreographed. And I'm like, yeah, I can definitely see that. I also think... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, but Shanna also struggles a bit in the studio this week too, right? This is kind mm -hmm. of where I think 
to me, what I see is there's internal stuff happening because she gets paired with Michael for homework and she's insecure about it. And then they both kind of get this negative feedback. And I think that screws with her head. And it just kind of like, it messes up. This is Shanna's like first struggle in the competition and it doesn't go super well for her. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like this week, like she started off on a bad foot and unfortunately it just kept happening. Um, Because the bottom three are Shanna, Eileen, and Blake. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she sings a killer cover of What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. Except she really butchered those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one seemed to forget the lyrics. I was like, did you give them like 30 minutes instead of the normal two hours? <laughs> no, it's yeah. Like, it says two hours, but I'm like, but did you give them two hours? <laughs> yeah. This because one, this, I everyone forgot happened. the lyrics this episode. Everyone forgot the lyrics this season, I feel like. So many yes. And that did not yes. happen last season. Like, we had uh-huh. the Damien, I wish I was Jesse's girl. And that was like, funny. <laughs> Which was, like, yeah. so yeah. We're just cringy. Like, and, like, Shanna completely destroyed the lyric. I was like, she just, she's just going the lyric. I'm so confused. At least she was, like, switching verses. Like, yeah. she wasn't getting the lyrics. It was just, like, wasn't matching. She sounded really good. Um, and I actually thought, I thought Eileen was going to go home this week um, because she's kind of been a bit inconsistent, but Shanna's been really consistent. Um, Yeah, and and here's where the elimination process is really not not a great way to do things because (laughs) she's never performed in front of Ryan before because she's so consistent and it gives her disadvantage. Same with her in season. Who was it? Mm-hmm. Marissa? Yes. That, like, oh, yeah. dope I remember that happening. Someone had never done it. They did it once. Boom, they were gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Shanna, this is when Shanna's like, I think Michael should have been in the bottom three. And they're like, well, you know, at least she had the guts to say that. I mean, I think, so I think she's right but maybe not even in this week because yeah, there is proof that he did better, that he actually yeah. had yeah. improved in this week. Mm-hmm. Which- and, and like she's saying maybe like overall, Michael has been in the bottom three, but yes. this week he did better than she did. So I, I don't really think that that, <laughs> that uh, judgment on her part is probably... Um, <laughs> What's the word? A little biased. I, yes. I think <laughs> yeah, it's she's also, a bit biased here. I mean, I agree, but I also disagree with her because I think that he struggled so much, but they, there's something they were seeing in him. But Shanna, I think, was so good. And then she had an off week and they sent her home. So, like, I think it really comes down to not clarifying what their standards are and what they're really yeah. looking for every week yeah i think that's and, my big problem. and just in that the elimination process just is not Flawed. a fair <laughs> and also it's arbitrary michael yeah. to me was very comparable to cameron from last season who was someone mm-hmm. who got sent home because even though he was talented or i guess cameron quit but like he was on the verge of yeah. sending home because even though he's talented he was just he didn't really have a story to him yeah. Yeah. Um, um, kind of similar. Yeah. So Shanna is sent home, and I think it's pretty unfair. Mm-hmm. I, and I think 
her not having been in the bottom three and being able to perform for Ryan is that kind of curse of like you're good but also like he hasn't had time to see you in this more vulnerable position and decide what character he wants to write for you because that's the thing is I think about pretty much anyone else before her and you could see some sort of semblance of a character Ryan would write but I have no idea where Shanna would have gone and I think that's part in the editing. I don't think they showed us showed her to us a lot. Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah. After her performance, Ryan says, "Who do you see yourself being in Glee?" And the answer she gives, I immediately was like, "That's the wrong answer." I agree. Yeah. She said, "I see myself as being the athletic, like." popular girl and I was like you are not a cheerio mm-hmm. what the hell are you thinking it's too nice to why would you say that yeah that was a bad answer it was really bad she I think should have she gone out there and she said like I'm the country girl he would have been like yeah. we don't have that and yep. she yep. labeled herself as something that they already it's almost had as if she came into the show not even having a having an idea of who she was going to be yeah. or that she knew they wanted country but she didn't want to be country yeah i kind of i kind of got that feeling from her even though she i feel like she could have been very right for that stereotype that they wanted Mm -hmm. but she just didn't want to do it so next is actability they're finally like let's see if these kids can act episode (laughs) they're Guest is uh, Diana Agron, who I think is a good choice because she is one of the best actresses on the show. And she still mm-hmm. acts even though her, uh, you know, all the, the stuff that they write her for, for her makes no sense. She still acts it really well. Right. Yeah, yeah no, she's the best actor on that show because they give her some crazy shit and she does yep. it they do addicted to love and they're each given a different emotion to act. That was kind of a fun exercise. Yeah. This is the first time we actually see them like actually do an exercise. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why were they doing this from day one? Like, um, yeah. But also this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Blake's, uh, his act, good acting is anger. And that's what they gave him on the card. Yep. That's all he ever gets. It's all he's ever gotten is anger. Anger and like general like happy smiles, mm-hmm. and those are the two easiest emotions to act. Anyone can smile. Anyone can be mad. Yeah, um, Michael wins the homework assignment because he has weird. a great determined face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he literally looks. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. He like... looked constipated to me. He looked like he was really trying to get over a long period of constipation. <laughs> I think his first face that happened, he was just like, it looked like he was like, aw, fuck yeah. And then it was just like weird. <laughs> well, he had to like sing the longest also. That's in true. that one. And I didn't realize that they were going to like continue singing in that style. Mm-hmm. The whole song. Like I didn't realize that's what the exercise was. Um, so. <laughs> and then we get the, the weirdest. weirdest- Thank you. I'm so glad you agree. The weirdest music video. It's not a music video. It's a movie trailer. It's such a bad movie trailer. It was for a movie called Perfect, and they sing Pink's Perfect. 
Um, they're given <laughs> characters. They are basically versions of themselves. Yeah, they don't even have different character names. No, they're just they their names. Play on the show. That's the character they're given, I think, is like yeah. what at that point they were envisioning them playing on the show. Yeah. Yeah, but it's their names. It's their real I names. I want, if I was going to play a character, I would want to have a different name. Because I think it'd be easier to get into character. Fair. Um, um, uh, they... <laughs> I this was, is <laughs> the thing that pissed me off the most. I think was that Eric, the director, decided that the thing that he really needed to happen in the entire thing was for the word "perfect" to be in one of the lines, so that like, oh, that's the title of the movie, not movie. And I was like, <laughs> really? They also didn't write lines for them. They were asking no, improv, improv, and then they were upset that Lily, in doing improv, didn't get to the line that they wanted. Well, Which is like that's a whole different skill than what you're asking for. Yes. Yeah. I I agree, but I also do think they're kind of right that like I think they could have been able to get to the line. They eventually did, obviously, but I think their problem was that Lily is sort of starting way too early. But they, mm -hmm. they, they're not clear enough with her feedback. That's, that's yes. the problem, yeah. is they say, get to this line, but they don't tell her where to start. And exactly. so, and like, like, that's and my when an improv back. starts with the, like, hi, hello, that's, like, yes. the thing they have to beat out of you in your first few improv classes. And these kids haven't been doing that. Exactly. So that's what I think, like, they didn't give her clear enough feedback, and they're making it seem that, like, oh, well, this is just Lily's show because, you know, she's sort of having a very emotional moment with, you know, the character she's given, which is the person who was driving the car during the accident, which Allie's character was hurt and disabled. But that's the thing is the problem with the line is that, well, she's the protagonist of that scene then because they want her to convey this like to convince her to convince her that like hey like this is my fault like they need her to have that moment so yeah it's her show in this moment so like how do you force ali in there like it just didn't make sense they were trying not villainizing lily but basically making him be like oh well lily just didn't do it right and i'm like i don't know like i feel like that's a valid struggle like but how also never gets into how Allie might feel about this storyline that they forced her into in this. Um, oh, yeah, I was face, very... Her yep. face when they got, when she was like, they were like, you're gonna be... <laughs> Poor Diana Agron had to deliver this news to her. Yeah. Um, again, with just great skill, had to be like, you were this athlete who was gonna go places, and then you were injured in a car accident and disabled, and Allie's like, oh and like she kind of like squints a little bit and she's just kind of like taking it in like but we never understand been able to... <laughs> she comes from but i was like i see a look there and i want to hear all of yeah well i mean she's been disabled since she was what two and they want her to act as an olympic athlete who lost that ability and it also to me the way that they cast these kids in this fake music video gets into why someone like Blake shouldn't be allowed on this show. Because 
Allie and Eileen are automatically forced into storylines that are very stereotypical and very basic, and that honestly also probably wouldn't exist as lead storylines in a film. Mm -hmm. And Blake gets to play this kind of universal thing. Yeah, Michael. Both mm -hmm. of them. So does Michael, yeah. And it's just yeah. like, it sucks because it's basically saying like, here are the roles you guys are gonna get to play. And they're super stereotypical and they're kind mm -hmm. of lame. And Lily Eileen's yeah. role was um, a basically herself. As she gets pregnant. Yeah, as if yeah. she as she as if she were to get pregnant by the jock. Part. And, and, and assuming that her family is much more, um, what's the word? Conservative. Conservative. Strike. Yeah. The, um, I think getting pregnant by the jock storyline, fine. That's like what happens in high school. But then what they do with it in this video is force her to enact something that's probably painful. And that she says is painful and that we don't really delve into as being painful. She oh, no, has no, to... we do. Eric is like, but this is the pain you have to use. It's going to help you for camera. And I'm or like... a stereotype. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just the stereotype that first people think of when they think of a Muslim. Yeah. 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 She actually puts on the traditional um, head covering. And she starts and crying. She starts crying. It, it, you can tell it's very, very emotional for her. Which, it's so complicated because for Eileen, it's maybe something that represents something she doesn't subscribe to. But then if you think about what's going on in France where they're like outlawing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and like it's because western people are saying oh this is oppressive but we're telling muslim women how to feel mm -hmm. um but like in that music video they were saying this is an oppressive thing that her parents are forcing her to do after she gets pregnant yeah mm -hmm. it was so just it's just they're they're playing into like negative islamic stereotypes yeah mm -hmm. um they were being way too heavy-handed there's no nuance mm -hmm. at all in this yeah and it's hard to have nuance in a music video but they clearly put no like they took their first thought yeah yeah video. And really, um, this this could have been immensely better if it was just eileen you're basically going to be like quinn you are you find out that you get pregnant and fuck, that's intense. And then it also turns out that, you know, your boyfriend starts to verbally abuse you. And then you find solace in his and and but the Ali and Lily thing just doesn't make sense. They only connect it, but it's like, oh yeah, Michael and Ali, they're siblings. And I'm like, no. This I was watching the trailer as one might watch a movie trailer in the movie is <laughs> shit. Yeah. It made me want to watch the movie just because I enjoy it's like watching a five shitty feet movie. apart type film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just I mean that that's the thing, is that like they didn't need to add the context about her religion. It could have literally been like it could she have been that storyline without the head. And her parents decide, mm -hmm. no, we're going to move away from the school because you have bad influences. Boom. Yep. There you go. Like. Well, and like, the, 
it was such a terrible storyline and you can't you don't even get it from the trailer like uh, if we didn't know any of that we would have never figured it out from watching the trailer it was just like bad all around it also just frustrates me because to me that movie trailer is really emblematic of what each person could come to expect if they were on glee and if i were eileen or Allie, i would want to be on glee less that would make me mm-hmm. want. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's how this won, because they were like, no, 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 we're better than this. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm honestly fair, but like that, when you get this late in the competition is when they really start prescribing what these people, what they want these people to be. And with Allie, it does change um, in the next week or like even it's the end of this episode when they have the writers come. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But with Eileen specifically, they start telling her at this point, like, this is what you would be if you were on Glee. And then they have the the absolute gall to say, are you, like, will you be okay to take all of this backlash? I was, that was weird. fucking pissed. And the fact that they kept on being like, Eileen's not strong enough to take all the backlash she's going to get. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm like, this is not your decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, what are you And that's a what dumb excuse saying? not to cast her. Yeah. Like, they're just looking for excuses not to cast her at that point. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. like a really... right for someone else. It's, um, it's a problematic reason. It's, it's literally like, oh, well, we were saving you. Yeah, from it's the horrible people ridiculous. In the world. Yeah, that ridiculous. frustrated me a lot. Mm-hmm. Is this the episode with Colin? Yeah, master? this is where the writers come on. Okay. Yeah. I had issues yeah. with that. Scarlet Fever, partially deaf. That guy comes in for the first time. Uh, so everyone has to perform for the writers. Um, Ian Brennan says he's most excited by Blake, Michael, and Lily. Hmm. <laughs> Odd choice. Hmm. Why? <laughs> hmm. Um... um um, and <laughs> yeah there is no bottom three this time they all do last yeah. chance performances michael sings girls just want to have fun uh lily may sings son of a preacher man ali sings here's to us uh blake sings i'm still standing while not in a wheelchair which is against i Glees. know i was like <laughs> if they had given that to ali i would have shit myself <laughs> uh and eileen sings fighter by christina aguilera I liked Eileen and Lily's performances the best. I agree. <laughs> I loved Lily's performance. I think all of her last year's performances are fun. I think, <laughs> I think Lily going home solely rested on Ian hearing that she might not take constructive criticism because he went, mm. and I was like, oh, there goes Lily. There goes her chance. <laughs> he said, no. My thing with bringing the writers on is that it was kind of sucky to them to put their thought process out there in front of us. But it was also just like sucky to the contestants because they didn't really get the chance to know them. And they're trying to create these characters for them. And it's like, when you don't get the chance to know someone, like it kind of makes sense that you would first go to that stereotypical thing. And the writing process is that like, you can start there and then you go forward. And these people probably deliberated for like 20 minutes. And so they started with the stereotypical thing and then they stuck there. Yep. And that sucks. And this is a place where they come up with something kind of interesting for Allie. 
because they want to see her as the bitchy promiscuous girl yeah and that's interesting combination of tropes yeah that's i mean yeah but to see Allie at least as something sort of different than like what that music video painted her as and i think we can talk Mm -hmm. about this and when we talk about the next episode because she takes that direction super well Mm-hmm. she does um and i don't know okay so this is just my personal feelings okay for some reason i just was like not 100 percent behind ally i don't know what it was and then when the writer said that he sees her as like the bitchy promiscuous girl i think that's actually what i also was seeing there's something pointy about Allie. That's the best word that I can use to describe it. (laughs) Like there's a sharpness to her that she doesn't always show. Yes, exactly. Um, So I actually think that she would have been really, really good in that role. I didn't hate that assignment to her at all. Like, I think that would be super interesting Mm -hmm. and fun. And like, it wasn't a stereotypical thing for them to say which was like a low bar to set, but I'm like, ooh, saying not the first thing one would think of, we stand. Um, but yeah, I didn't hate that, but then just like, I don't know, there, and was this the episode or was it the next episode where Ryan was like, do we have a duty to pick a candidate who is representing the show? the not? finale. No, this, was, this episode, they're like, do we go with a star? or with someone who's a less obvious choice. And the writers say, I think we have to go with a star. Yeah. First and foremost, we have to go with a star. And then I was like, but that's not what this show is. No. Also like anyone can become a star. Like you didn't pick Alex last season and he's the biggest star out of those four. Like yeah. you make someone a star based on the storyline you give them, not just based on their attitude. And what they do with it. <laughs> like. Yeah. I also consider a star being someone who stands out and yeah. is memorable and different. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Blake is that. And they kept on talking about him being a star and they talked about it this episode too. And maybe it just doesn't translate on camera versus in person. But like, I don't find him to be a star. I don't remember him. All right. Michael and Lily are sent home. Uh, which makes sense. I didn't think Michael was the right person to win. And no. uh, I didn't. I liked him, but like he's definitely doesn't have. He's not Glee. He just isn't. He's not yeah. Yeah. I was sad Lily didn't make it to the finale. I wasn't yeah. necessarily super surprised, but like there wasn't a prescribed number of people to be in the finale. So like. Yeah, because last season there were four people in the finale. Yeah. But this season, they decided to go with three. I think they probably just wanted to streamline it. Yeah. And this yeah. season, they kept being like, Ryan is only going to pick one of you. <laughs> and I feel like Ryan <laughs> Ryan got a note. They're like, we can't write for this many contenders. I think it was also <laughs> like one. the producers of the reality show were like, Ryan, like, you cut our drama by having everyone win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it was that, yeah. Um, so then the finale is Blake, Allie, and Eileen. Their music, they have homework. They have to sing, uh, We Got the Beat, or no, You Can't Stop the Beat. Yeah. Uh, with the, all the contenders come back. Um, they sing Can't Stop the Beat. Chris Colfer's there. Chris Colfer's there. Allie wins. Or no, they all win homework. Yeah. Um, 
cop and out. Then, Bullshit. And then their music video is Tonight Tonight by Hot Shell Ray. Lily, or Eileen is once again cast as a Turkish Muslim girl sneaking out to prom. Though she does an <laughs> iconic hair flip. I was like, that she girl is lip syncing while doing that hair flip. Yeah. Like, good for her. Um, and they never made her play depressed in this episode. I think because it was just yeah. like, supposed to be fun. But like, she was allowed to just like have fun. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake is the popular but humble prom king, whatever. Um, <laughs> Allie is like the mean girl and she's like flirting with all the boys. And I love she that. does so good. Yeah, I think like like um, the mentors are talking like off, off on the side while watching. They're like, Allie, she'll get a note and she does it and she hits it out of the park. And literally then we see it in action where Eric mm-hmm. goes, Hey, that was good. Just play a bit more to camera. And she's like, okay, perfect. Yes, sir. I can do that. She turns around, does it. And I'm like, this girl, she has got some stuff. Mm-hmm. And this episode also, Eileen is being asked to play a certain type of version of her. Blake is being asked to play exactly him. And Allie is the one who gets a note that's pretty much the opposite of who she is. And she fully adapts to it. And she adapts to it in her final performance as well. And to me, that's like the signal that she should win because she suddenly showed this like ability to create a character very quickly based on notes. And I thought it was really successful. And then they randomly bring in Damien. That's what I have a note. I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who I love and who's a little baby bean with a little yeah. Irish bean accent. <laughs> <laughs> Who is great in Celtic Thunder. Like, he kind of was like, And I love that they him as a rock star. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Damien is there randomly. Everyone's there. There's balloons. It's like a fun music video. It's fine. Uh, yeah. And then it's the finale. Like the final, final last chance performance. Um, they bring the and, writing team. They bring past contestants. All, some of the judges. Some of the judges. Some of like the the cast members from Glee. Uh, it's a party. Lots of people. I yeah. always love that. I'm like so easily got by the finale of reality TV shows. But anytime when there's like a lot of people clapping an and where there's yeah. confetti. Like, I cry. I cry every time. And I'm not going to say I didn't cry when they stood and clapped for some people's performances because I love it and it makes me happy. And I was just so happy to see all of them there enjoying it. I love seeing everyone come back. Um, Allie sings Popular from Wicked. She's great. Yeah, that was a great performance on her part. She did, and that to me is just like, she's the only one who in that final performance took a note of like, this is who I think they want me to be and that's who I'm going to be. And yeah, Mm -hmm. she says that she's like, I think I'm bringing a new character for you to try. And then what I also thought was really interesting about the after her performance was that she literally says, thank you so much for this opportunity. Like, she seems very grateful. Mm -hmm. Um, just professional all around yeah and I just I mean I thought she did so good and I think like it was so obvious when Ryan talked to them all after like 
I don't know how they edited it, but like it seemed like most people were there were Team Allie. I would have been Team oh, yeah. Allie. I am Team Allie. <laughs> like I just thought she did such a great final performance and really showed different sides to her that they could pick from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake sings I'll Be by Edwin McCain. Basic song. He gives a sh- the shittiest poem. Okay. It tells nothing okay. about him. <laughs> he's like, I, I want to show you my poetic side. I guess we learned he was half Cuban. I learned that. That's it. So as someone who's written lyrics and had to rhyme things, I was like, he's going with all the most basic ass, <laughs> cheesy rhymes. Like this is the, the only reason this poem comes off as charming is because he's cute. Yeah. And literally the poem was like, I'm mysterious. And there's stuff about me that like is mysterious. And I was like, oh my God, that poem made us like realize there are other things to him. And I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> oh my God, he's just hot. That's he all there is. a napkin probably. <laughs> I don't understand why the writers thought it was a good poem. Yeah, was that one just- writer was like, we saw a star being born. Oh my god. No, no. We to... saw a boy become a man. And then and that's say, a what a line was. was? To no, me. It was that, then a star was born. Yeah. And I was like, a, a boy become a man? No. No, I don't think we saw that. <laughs> and to me, that was very equivalent to what Abraham did. I thought both he and Abraham came out there and essentially begged. Yeah. And his rhymed, and Abraham's doesn't. And he was a conventionally attractive, yep. white passing straight boy. And uh, what was the last line? I'm the man you couldn't see, and that man is me. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, and I hate it. It was just not, it wasn't a very good poem. It would no. not pass in any creative writing contest <laughs> yeah. or class even. Um, yeah, my professor would roast <laughs> He's He's yeah. not a very good poet. I think that he only wrote poetry because it's supposed to be vulnerable. Yes, and I thought that too. It, it, it worked, obviously, but... I think it was a lie. Why? Yeah, like he literally could have done a literally just like this is kind of like what Allie did, where she was like, hey, this is the character that I think you should bring. He could have done something like that and it would have been more authentic, but this just seemed like bullcrap. It was very performative to me. Yeah. And I know it's a performance. They're on a show, they're doing a performance, but for him to do this like performative thing and then be like, and it's genuine, was bullshit. Uh, so Eileen sings Rolling in the Deep. Um, most of the guests of all the guests are Team Allie. Like Diana points out, she can bring something Kevin can't. Mm-hmm. Um, Amber is Team Eileen. Charlie speaks up for Eileen oh and God. it's so cringe. His face <laughs> when they're going to him before he speaks up for Eileen is like, Oh, oh, he looks like a Charlie Brown character. He's so <laughs> depressed and stressed about the fact that like, no one's talking about her. He, like, you yeah. can tell, like, oh, God, oh, God. He's going to say something. Because, like, Ryan's like, okay, like, cast and writers, what do you think? 
And then Charlie's like, but what about Eileen? And I was like, <laughs> to be fair, the minute that he talked about her, he like opened the sluice gates and then other people started talking about I her love too. That he and how good up. she was. I just like to make fun of his face and yeah. attitude before. Because, like the way he did it was like, oh God, this is so cringe. But he, he yeah. had a lot of valid things being like, he did you have an opportunity to do something really cool and interesting and something that's really important. But I think it was just because Charlie's <laughs> delivery Charlie? was just like, oh boy, <laughs> this kid is just something else. Yeah, he's like, the Tequila Bridge is burned by 9-11. Yeah, I was like, oh god, a 9-11 <laughs> reference, shit. <laughs> Got real. Um, um, uh, most everyone is team Allie, except the writers are team Blake. Which I did not understand. He is Okay, the woman, specifically. I was mm-hmm. like, was Team Blake? What did I want to know? What did she see in him that made her want to write for him? I did just she, wonder if it's something that doesn't him? translate on camera, or something. Maybe because he's not out. even like insanely attractive. Like he's no Zac Efron, if you will. But he's <laughs> well. Here's the thing: when you're a writer, <laughs> you your rating scale. That's my. Do bar. you do you think it's because as a writer? When you have, like, you have Eileen and Allie, like, they're both, they both already have stories. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be inspiration, but I almost feel like that can be intimidating. And when you're yeah. a writer, you want a blank slate. And he is the blankest slate that you could possibly get. That's really I feel point. like they wanted a young Finn. I feel like yeah. they went into it and they were like, what's the easiest way to redo this? And to have these people right. graduate, they let's get formula. Thing. They need the and formula. They, they even reference that he has the dopey quality of a fin. Exactly. Yeah, and they could true. have gone out and cast that person. But if that person's standing right in front of you, it's like, why not go for that easy route? Why not cast that person separately and use this show to find someone interesting? Who needs, That's what I'm who, saying. That's why I'm like, needs representation. And they literally could have cast Blake. That's what pisses me off the most. They literally could have been like, oh, you know what? Living in LA, who we're going to bypass Glee Project. We're just going to send you full on to the performance. We're going to cast someone else. Exactly. I like like what you said, Alyssa, about it being intimidating. I wonder if, like, they're intimidated by these people having, like, real issues and real things behind them. Oh, yeah. Honestly. I think Eileen would have been the best choice for the show if they knew how to handle it correctly. Yep. But I don't think that Glee has the chops to do that. And I think that's why they didn't cast her because yeah. they and I would have fucked up some and they can't really put that deep on the, shit. <laughs> the reality TV show, they can't admit to that. Yeah. And I think it's similar um, with Allie in that like yeah. they already kind of fucked up by casting mm-hmm. someone who could walk as Artie. And, and, yeah. and, all, and his story is all about he wants to be able to walk. He wants to be able to dance. And they do all these videos where he dances because Kevin McHale is a good dancer, but like maybe they should have kev- cast Kevin McHale as an able-bodied person. And they and they and could have used Artie to actually yeah. talk about, okay, well, you know, but once you do that, real goals and yeah. Once you mm-hmm. do that, how do you put Allie next to him? Like it just It's almost up. like if they had cast what either Eileen or Allie, they would have had to admit that they have made mistakes. With mm-hmm. Eileen, they would have made mistakes that they would have had yeah. to cop to. And with Allie, they mm-hmm. would have had to admit that they already did. Yeah. So it 
So this they comes just, down to Glee is not Glee's not courageous enough to to take responsibility. They're not equipped. Like their writing team mm-hmm. is just not equipped. Mm-hmm. And I think that that becomes very that's very very clear. That's really interesting. I didn't even really think about that. And it sucks because it's the biggest letdown when Ryan's like, and the winner is Blake. And I was so disappointed. And he says it like it's disappointing. Like, it's just a disappointing outcome. I think mm-hmm. it's also kind of shitty that they basically play up probably the second half of this season being like, oh, like, we have some really interesting opportunities with these people of color and people of different abilities. And then it actually, I think, does come down to the fact that, like, they actually aren't equipped to handle them properly. So they're kind of just using that excuse to help us think they're like, oh yeah, Glee is super great in all these mm-hmm. ways, but it's really flawed in the same ways that they think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think Glee could actually write to an Allie, an Eileen, a Tyler, a Mario. Like, I just don't think that they could without bringing like a new person into their writer staff who could actively represent those perspectives. Yeah. And that's just not really something, honestly, that Ryan Murphy's ever showed that he's super interested in. Yep. Um, and it's a real bummer because there's not a lot of represent- representation on television in general. And to then have, like, one of the few shows that has a diverse cast objectively fully sideline and ignore those characters sucks. So I think something that we should make note of to talk about in the first episode of season four is this representation issue and what people they decide to cast to fill different roles that have now moved on after graduation. I think we should probably have this conversation in that context of like, well, which ways did they end up going? And that's the Glee Projects, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone. (sighs) Yeah. It's a bummer of a show. I think it provides a lot of insight into Glee as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is... Singing competitions are fun, man. There should be more, but maybe less problematic and without Ryan Murphy or with Ryan Murphy, but he's like admitting to be an asshole, like (laughs) Simon Cowell type. (laughs) And we don't necessarily have to like him. I still want this version, like a spinoff of Glee with with, um, Jonathan Groff as the head of vocal adrenaline tackling all of these issues but way better than the original glee so that was the glee (laughs) project season two thank you for tagging along for this megasode thank you julia for being our guest host slash expert on the glee project only there were season three rip in peace I'm so project. glad there's not. I'm so glad there's yeah. not. But <laughs> here's what I say, and I'll say it before. I've said it before. Why would you want to watch Glee when you could watch a reality show based on Glee in which the people are like 50% less talented and the music videos are like 75% worse and there's no storyline? I'd rather watch that. Your, your logic is flawless. questionable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tune in next time. We're going to take a bit of a hiatus, um, but we'll probably be back in like late May with new episodes. Um, And we'll be tackling season four, The Lost Seasons. So tune in. 
He had another Britney episode soon. Oh, another Britney. Yep, there is another Britney episode. Oh, boy, and we get to talk about it in the context of free Britney. <laughs> Timely. Yeah. Wow. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right, then. I have no idea what's going on. We will find out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.